Hello, one and all, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons from therewillbedungeons.com. It's nice to see everybody, and thank you for joining us. Before we jump in today's, or into today's adventure, let me quickly read an email from a listener who's awesome and great, and then he's, this email goes like this, and I closed it. This is great. This is what you want. Hold on. Okay, it's about the one-off that we did. All right, so John, this is kind of in your territory, but also it's mainly directed at uh, Kyle. So Kyle, get ready for this one. Here we go. Tyler wrote in and says this. Uh, the subject is TWBD, Scott's accent, and Kyle's monster fetish. Here's the message. Hey, guys. <laughs> he says, I just wanted to say that Scott's accent is amazing, and so is Garpoon. Also, I would like Kyle to explain why he decided to play a human in a mostly monster world. Now that you... Uh, now, wh- Sorry. Now was your chance, and you picked a human. Thanks, Tyler B. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that was a, it was a reproach. Yeah, a bit of one. So what do you say it's to that? It's a reproach, sir. Yeah. It was a deal. Uh, John needed a human in order to to, to, to make the, the the business happen, the drama on the human side more apparent and on the forefront. So ever the hipster, I decided, yeah, I'll be the rare human thing. Yeah, I think it went great. I don't have any, I mean, I have no regrets from this, uh, from my, my angle. It seemed great. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and b- besides, in that world, humans are the monsters. Right, exactly. Monsters are normal. You see those every day. Right. Humans are rare and and horrible. Yeah, they're the ones that we're all in trouble about. So the fact that you were that added all sorts of interesting, uh, you know, twists to the situation. So I say, well done. And screw that guy. Just kidding. There's a nice email, and we'd love to get more. <laughs> <laughs> no, originally I was going to play a Kenku. But it got way too complicated because they can't speak English. Oh. They have to only do sounds and effects. Kenku Season 2 is my least favorite anime run ever. I tried to, to romance a Kenku <laughs> during our <clears throat> sessions before we started. We did a little one-on-ones with John. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there was a Kenku that I was trying to flirt with. How'd that go for she you? She kept repeating my flirting back to her to me. <laughs> so it was weird. Didn't work out? Because <laughs> Kenku only repeat what they say. Oh. I don't think she's into me. Wait, so if you said, hey, you come here often, it would just say, hey, do you come here often? Not me. Right, right, right. But he would just repeat what you would say? Yeah, that's what Ken could do. They only know words that have just been said to them. I didn't know that. That That sounds like a terrible race. Let's never have the Kenku in 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 our D&D game. Ever. Let's never and have the Kenku in our D and D again. Yeah, that's, with, that's with like. those words, Scott has assured that whoever dies first is playing a Kenku. <laughs> oh no! Good job, Scott. No, it's a you did it. Idea. They're great. All right. Well, if you want to send us your own message, it's easy. Go to therewillbedungeons.com and hit on the contact link, and you're ready to go. I'd like to make a quick mention about a certain level of our patron of dungeons, where uh, you can support the show. Uh, there will be dungeons patrons, or as we call them, pod people. Now, this is not a Patreon. This is not some other thing. This is our thing. And if you look at level four, for example, every month you get a bonus roundtable show and sometimes guest interviews and other things that may come up. But for the most part, it's like us talking about the month, talking about our characters, where we're at in the story. Total bonus audio content you can't get anywhere else. And that's if you support us at level four, which includes level three, level two, and level one as well. All of those benefits plus that. So uh, if that tickles your fancy, and if your fancy's like mine, easily ticklish, Head on over to uh, uh, therewillbedungeons.com and click on the link to support us. 
Uh, and real quick here, we also have a tea to talk about. Bo's got his tea. Tea, uh, what Bo or what tea oh, are you doing this today? This week we're drinking Dustil Delight. Here's oh, it's fantastic! All backwards that. for you. Yeah. yeah. Now while you do that, um, I'm going to mention uh, that we've got two new blends this year uh, for this season: the Golden Sands, which is an ancient growth golden black tea; Orpheus Rest, which is a royal rose herbal; and Angelashi's Aria, which is jasmine green tea. And then finally. Taste of the Tide Bearers, which is a wintergreen yerba mate. New teas. New teas. <laughs> Check them out. PhoenixPearlTea.com slash TWBD if you want to check those out. Here's the sound of me pouring it. Hopefully it happens this time. Go for it. Oh, yeah. You hear it? Sounds like a, an old man trying to pee. <laughs> yep. It's a satisfying sound. Whenever I, yeah. whenever I hear that sound, I lick my lips in anticipation. Uh, fantastic. That's what you want to hear. Boy, do I have a great story for you guys sometime off air about old men and gyms. You just reminded me of it because I got told something this weekend that really grossed me out. But enjoy your tea, oh. uh, Bo, and all those who picked up tea at phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD, or you can just find it on the site, therewillbedungeons.com. All right, before we get moving, time for us to recap the adventure, as we know it so far, and we do that because Kristen is rad and she's going to do it right now. Kristen, take it away. Yes, last time on There Will Be Dungeons, assassination attempt averted. Peace was produced through a tempestuous truce taken twixt Nobieri and Eminel. Now to the new notch. Fitted for a fight, the band bound to the royal truckery were all collected in a cool car for their course to the crater. They beheld it barren until butting up to the brim. The carnage had been carried, yet a wet woodland waited. Inside an interesting item, a four-leaf clover. Revealing the roots, roused the sprout's razor. A leprechaun. He had been hit and hid. Unlucky he was, parted from his pot of gold he was, and with no way to weed out where it waited. As the explanation extended, a divulged Italis descended on the dwarf, smoting the small soul for a smackerel of strength before Stanley surged back. While taking in the treasonous transformation, out of nowhere the captors of the corpse clocked in, burly bugbears and a magic man. They waved, a, they waved in a winged wyvern. Hope filled it full of fiery fuel while Nash dared to dragon. Stanley secured the supreme slash as Vorel beat back the bugbears, blitzing the bunch. Now rejoin our heroes as they fight ferocious fiends led by a furtive fellow. Will they kill their quarry? Will they ever find what fell from the sky? And if a bugbear falls in the forest, does anybody care? Stay tuned for today's adventure in the wide world of The Wastes. All right, Bo, it's up to you to live up to that now. No pressure. I can't. No she said pressure. smack rule of strength, and I was just owned completely. I was like, <laughs> ah, I can't. <laughs> the show's over. Well done. All right, Stanley, Hope, Nash, and Vorel, you are standing in a crater in the middle of the waste. It is nighttime. It is overcast because the impact has created cloud detritus in the sky. Uh, you have just met a leprechaun and in this strange crater that seemingly has forest growth. Uh, magically produced, no doubt, but you have yet to have an explanation. Although um, Varel did find uh, the banana trees useful and has kept some, I believe. Uh, if they're not in your inventory, you should indicate that. 
Um, you have, uh, in the middle of dealing with the leprechaun, you were ambushed, set upon by a wizard and his bugbears. And um, the bugbears all watched as this worm father summoned forth a, a wyvern and descended uh, upon you to eat you, to defeat you. But the tables returned and you defeated the wyvern. And realizing the the, the loss, the bugbears have, have who were previously chanting, one in particular was going, ah, and banging a bone on his head, sort of realized that it's now their turn to call to action and begin, huffing and puffing. And they're made, unlike Bok Bok, who's a goblinoid of very small stature, very thin and wiry and smegma in every corner and crack of his body. (laughs) (laughs) These bugbears are covered in fur. Just picture a large Arnold Schwarzenegger replete with muscles, just breathing with muscles, but then have a goblin face and fur covering its body and like pointy-like ears. One of them looks and goes, and just with seemingly the smallest amount of intelligence, they begin to dash into the center uh, where you all are attacking. We had already decided combat order, and we had rolled. Uh, I believe, hope it is your turn. And from all angles, there are bugbears uh, descending down into the crater as we speak. You can see them beginning to do so, realizing that it's uh, they're up to them now to fight you. Sweet. Seeing this, I will move closer to Dragon Nash so that I'm about equidistant away from the bugbears, the two bugbears to the south of me. Okay. So the first one I'm going to take a shot at. Do it. This is great jumping right in, man. Fight. Fight time. Fight. Goodness, if I can. So, uh, 15 for the first one. Uh, you're firing at him with a 15? Yes. Some, the some, one south to you, or to your left? Uh, the one south of me. Uh, I guess southwest it would be. Okay, you fire off a shot, and it flies wide. All right, I'll take my second shot again at that same one. Okay. And that one's going to be a 16. All right, it's a hit. this one here, right? That I'm pinging with. Yes. Okay. Let's see, that's gonna do 15 damage. Okay. So you fire off a shot and it, it sinks into his chest and his fur in his chest turns red and he looks and he goes Aah! and he just unintelligibly sort of yells awesome. but does not fall over. anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Uh, no, that would be it. Just waiting for the shells to explode. All right, Nash, your turn. All right, so... Oh, that was an explosive shell. Mm-hmm. Making up for that. This one here, you see me pinging him? Yep, I see him. I would like to rush over here. And I oh, would like 
your dragon form, by the way, for our listeners' benefit from last week. Right. A giant, a giant black dragon turns, spins around and runs up the crater side. Uh, how many feet was that that you moved? Oh, sorry. It was... I, I guess there. you have fly speed, right? I have to get your thing up. Yeah, so how far is that? That's... It takes a lot of work, but it's worth it. Hold on. <laughs> I get it. So 20 feet? 25 Yeah, feet? you're good. Because uh, rough. Tr it's um, difficult terrain going up the side, but uh, you can just fly up it, so... I think you're fine. Okay. Don't worry about that. I'm going to go to the lip. Feet. Can I attack while hovering? Is that even a thing a dragon can do? It doesn't say in the description. Yes. You can. You actually have a fly speed of 80 feet. Right. But can I fight kind of while I hover? Or do I have to yeah. be on? Okay. For sure. As long as you're within range. All you right. Can, you can totally <laughs> slash your claws. And All right. Sweet. Um, I have had lots of good luck with multi-attacks. I'm going to do that again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to do, let's see. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I have to do hit on all three first. Is that how we did it last time? Or do I uh, do I roll to hit on each all, all three? Do I do it? No, no, order? you just you have three attacks. You, so you do one with your bite and then another one, another two with your claws. So it's right. like you get three attack rolls. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but I still have to right. hit. I still have to I still have to roll to hit on each though, right? That's right. Yeah, okay. it's three attack. It's three attacks. I just wonder. I was thinking I could do them all at once just to save us time, but I don't know if I can. I guess I can't. I guess it's the same either way. Either way, I have to do it in order. All right. So here it is to uh, to to hit a natural freaking twenty. Okay. I would just like and to roll uh, world that. Yeah. See. Mm -hmm. Two zero. That's with your. Is that with that's with your bite? That's with my bite. Bite first, claw later. Okay. Yeah. So roll forty ten. All right. Plus uh, plus your four. Whoops. That would be a total of twenty six plus four, so twenty thirty, I guess. Thirty. Okay. So describe how you fly up and kill this. Giant, hairy Arnold Schwarzenegger goblin. I can do that. Uh, so I go. He's wearing pants. Oh yes. So as you approach, as you approach him, he sits both firm, both of his feet, uh, booted feet, with his pants, and he pulls out pipes uh, from their holsters. He's got these like pipes, and he just faces you dead. He goes, Rah! All right. As, drag, as you come flying forward, and tell me how you kill him. I fly floor, forward, forward. And I uh, take a, I take a, oh no, I bite my, my, I, re I rear my back, neck back, or my neck back, and I come forward with huge force and thrust, and I take a big old uh, bite out of his head. Okay. Hopefully, so you killing him. Clean, you, you bite the head <laughs> clean off, and now you've got a furry bugbear head in your mouth. Great. As will... the body dri dri drips in half, and sort of blood just. <laughs> And the corpse rolls down the side of the crater into the into the crater, into the bushes. All right. As a bonus action, I'd like to turn my dragon head and try to spit the body, uh, sorry, spit the head at the other bugbear over here. Knowing it probably won't reach <laughs> it, but I want to try. Okay, that's not a bonus action. That would be an action. 
I, oh, gonna, damn it. But you do yeah. have two other actions remaining for this turn, so I'll allow you to trade in the two remaining attacks you would have. To All right. Spit. Let's do that, because I, I killed him on the are, first turn. Is it an attack roll? Is that the thing? Yeah, and it's probably going to have to be some sort of ranged thing, so hold on. Yeah, so, I mean, just roll an attack roll and add your dex modifier to it of a dragon. <laughs> All right. So done. And that would be plus two. Fifteen... Uh, what's my dex? Is it dex is plus two? Yeah, it's dex just plus a plus two. two so modifier. 16, 17. So 17. Okay, so you, you turn your head around to the other bugbear at the top of the thing. You go, <laughs> and spit the head out at it, and it hits him. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's not, uh, it's going to do one plus your dexterity modifier and damage. So three. So three points of damage, but his head the head hits some conk square in the head. He goes, Ah Man, brother! Brother, brother! <laughs> Get the dragon! And it screams and he run he runs towards you. Okay. You aggro Sweet. Yep. I intimidate you. Yep. You still have like sixty feet of movement left. Or fifty, I would say. Oh. Well hold on then. Of flying movement. Right. Um Hmm. He's running toward me. Well, he's yeah. He's turned. To, this guy's turned to you. He's trying to head your way. Okay. I'm going to let me think about this for a second. This guy down here is dead. You say sixty feet? You have about sixty feet left of flying. If you want to keep flying, I'm going to fly right here. Okay. So, up you go. Whoops. Up you go. I said gurp. Up you go, Nash. All right, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, Pharrell, it's your turn. Excellent. I would like to use double movement speed to get up the last bit of the sand. Okay. So I'm up on top above the crater. Mm -hmm. And now with my remaining 30, I'd like to do... Uh, a sort of arc run around at this guy who was kind of the leader. The well, there was the wizard, and then there's this secondary laughing bugbear. Yeah, this guy, this guy's a larger version of the bugbear, standing up top, and he's wearing completely padded armor, and he has an eye patch. Awesome! I want to have at him, and I run yeah. around in a sort of circle and get yeah. behind him. Okay, you run around. You run around with blinding speed. <laughs> get behind him. He's looking upon the combat below. Excellent. I'll give him a reckless attack with Maw Storm with a 25. That is a hit. Excellent. I will attack him a second time. Okay. Uh -oh. With a 10. Okay. So it'll be one hit. Cool. Three, seven, nine points of damage because I'm in a rage and then I'll pop him for the three fire damage so 12 is points there, of damage is total. there a save or is it three automatic that's the three automatic fire perfect okay so you run up you swip you swipe once miss swipe again he goes ah and he turns around and then you go in his face he's like ah fire lizard ah zealous Okay, um, you did that amount of damage to him. Sorry, it was... 12 total. It was 12, or 9 uh, to 12. Okay. 
Gotcha. Okay, anything else to do with your turn? That's it. Alright. Stanley, that leaves you. Alrighty. Um, I am going to move back to kind of be shoulder to shoulder with Hope back here. Okay. And I am going to look back at this bugbear here. I think that's the one she was shooting at. Um, uh, no, uh, sure. No, that wasn't the one she was shooting at. Well, that one then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to say, uh, "Do you know the difference between a bugbear and a baby?" I'm actually intimidated by babies, and use vicious <laughs> mockery upon him. Sorry, that one's actually dead. But you mean I know the one you mean to the south. Sorry, I know this is annoying. Vicious mockery. All right, con- uh, saving sixteen. This guy, All right, right here. that guy. Yeah. All right, that's who you want to do it. Yeah. You said he looks like an ugly baby. Nope, but we'll <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, uh, he has to do a wisdom sixteen saving throw. Uh, no, it's a fail. Right, okay. So he suffers disadvantage next turn. Yes, oh, and he takes next, next attack. He takes six points of psychic damage. Okay. Gotcha. Perfect. Actually, Hope never killed that one. So I was wrong. I've been wrong all along. Hang on. <laughs> you were wrong the whole time. Yep, I'm just being dumb. Okay. We were waiting for the explosion to happen. All right. Uh, <laughs> we haven't actually figured that part out yet. Okay. Uh, so you mock him viciously. Yep. Six psychic damage. He has disadvantage on next attack, and that's it for my move. Okay. Perfect. So the bugbear, hope that you've shot immediately. Uh, his bloody chest, it's red. He looks down. He goes, Uh oh. <laughs> What's the? Do you remember what the, the save is for that? I don't know. Like, it's we'll a thirteen Constitution save. Okay. Um. Sorry, I closed the window. Somebody fill the tie. Will I bring back my stat block? Beep, Scott, beep, tell beep, us about beep, the gym and little Ben. Beep, beep, yeah, we have the old man story from the gym. <laughs> there was a guy at the gym in the um that my friend was telling me about that was in the gym and he would he was like seventy five years old and. Uh, really thought highly of himself, varying in shape for a 75-year-old, but um, he would put one leg up on the counter naked and then get the blow dryer that was built into the thing there and oh. blow dry his, his uh, testicles in front of everybody. <laughs> Wait, blow dry it on what? Uh, it- just blow drying it in the air. These things are hanging like, you know, it's gravity's taking over at his age. Oh, he's just like swinging it like a grandfather. <laughs> yeah, box. he's just like around the front like a little and back. Hang glider. Yeah. <laughs> It sounded awful right. to me when he told me that story. And there ends the story. Bo, take Thanks it away. Thanks for sure. I've got my <laughs> uh, Okay, so um, he, he looks, the bugbear looks at his chest. He goes, uh-oh. And it, his chest explodes for 3d6. Why don't you roll the 3d6, please? Uh, 3D6. I did, and it's 17. It kills him. So it, his chest just sort of explodes open. Oh! Ah, ah! he just explodes his chest open and he falls to his knees and then tumbles down the hill Uh, another one bites the dust Uh, now the remaining bug bears are rushing sorry let me let me finish this here I'm gonna kill him alright he's dead goodbye he rolls down the hill 
All right, the remaining bugbears you hear are shouting all around you. None of them are deterred. They go, Rah! This one runs 10, 20, 30. Up to your right hope, a bugbear comes forward, and it, on his way down, he pulls out a big pipe. Tick, 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 in his hand, he goes, Rah! Uh, 15 plus 19. Is that a hit? Yes. Okay, you're going to take damage. My pipe. Ooh. Uh, 15 points of damage. As he just runs up to you and you go to try to dodge him, you don't anticipate him. His brute force just goes, whoo bunk! <laughs> Hits you right in the between the head here. Just like, Bruh! And this next bugbear on your right just runs down. He's obsessed with the dragon. He thinks he's going to take the dragon on. You can see in his eyes he's focused on the dragon. 30. And he uses his dash action. But then you're in his way. I hope. So he's going to try and shove you. (laughs) Uh, So let's make a strength contest, please. Oh, jeez. 10. Take that. All right. So I I rolled this. 16 or 14 plus two, 16. So he just shoves you to the ground. He just runs up to you, goes, Ah, out of my way! And he, after getting hit in the head, you're a little dizzy. This one just pushes you to the ground. You're now prone on the ground. He jumps over. He gets to the dragon. But he is he out of attacks? He doesn't. Yep. Yeah, he just runs. He's just on his way to the dragon. Uh, this next bugbear over here, Stanley, looks to you. You look like delicious prey that no one's paying attention to. 10, 20, 30, right up behind you. And he's this guy doesn't. He's got like a. Uh, it's basically like a stick and a chain on it, and there's like a soup can, but the soup can is looks like it's filled full of metal, and he just. <laughs> and he takes a swing at you and misses. <laughs> you duck out of the way of the soup can, <laughs> filled with some sort of metal inside, so it's hardened. It's not. It's not an empty soup can, as it swings by. The one atop here, yes. For the glory of the Worm Father! And he runs down, uh, but this guy jumps. And he also approaches you, the dragon, Nash. And this guy pulls out two big swords. Just jagged, rough looking. There's rust on him and little fish like hooks. Like nothing about this looks like it cuts nicely. And he goes as he swings uh, at you. All right, so the first is a 17, and as a young black dragon, uh, that does not hit you. Sweet! And the next is a 1. Mm. <laughs> as he tries to hit you, and it misses, and he goes again with both hands, and then he can't get his sword, his sword stuck. He's like, and he puts a foot on your belly, he pushes in, he tries to pull the, the hooked swords out of you, and that's currently where he is. The one near you, Varel, turns to look at you and goes, What is this insect? I kill you! And he takes his fist, he's not even wearing weapons, and his fist just goes down at you immediately. Uh, I rolled a two. A second fist comes out. And it's a 15, which I don't think hits you, right? Nope. Perfect. So just boom on your scales, boom on your scales. He goes, back to hope. Okay, so I'm lying prone on the ground. I'm going to flip out the little switchblade hidden in Scully, and I'm going to go for two attacks on his leg. 
Okay. The one that not you're on the ground right now, by the way. Yes. Right, so you're hitting the you're cutting the uh, tendons in the back of the foot, that sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe see if I can get him prone for a little bit. So the first one is going to be a twenty-four. Okay, so hit. Awesome. And it's gonna do a massive five damage. Okay, perfect. Alright, and, and then the second. second one's a 19, so that's a crit. crit, crit. It's a crit for a champion. Yeah. Really Critical good. Hit. The damage to eight for. No, it's. Oh, sorry, I get to add four to this one. That just. <laughs> it's two. Uh, let's see. Uh, this will be 11 damage. 11 damage. Alright, so you sink your. Uh, Alright, so you, you, you bring out the. The gun, whew, leg comes out, you go shink, shink, and stab him twice in the leg. And he goes, what? Ah! And he screams, his, he grabs his leg. And he's just like, ah! Because the, the back of the leg really hurts. All right, okay. anything else you'd like to do? Do you want to get up? Do you want to move? Yep, what I'm going to do is I'll take my action surge, and I'll use that. Can you disengage when you're prone? You'd have to... Stand you, stand you can dis you, you, you can you disengage can while you're prone. It's just while you move prone, speed costs double. So you've only you can crawl 15 feet or walk 30 feet. Gotcha. You can still disengage. You can like like a crab. <laughs> just <laughs> pop up. Okay, it's so technically possible. I'll use my actions. No, I will stand up because that's half movement speed. So I still have half left. I will use my action surge to disengage, and then I'll use the rest of my speed to go 15 feet to fully pull away from yeah. this guy. It's funny because it's the same difference, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> you're going to get 15 feet away, except, you know, you are giving advantage to melee attackers and you're not getting that far, so probably good to get up. Cool. That's my thinking. All there right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Nash, it is your turn. All right. I am going to. Can you tell me which ones are dead? Again, so I don't screw this up. They uh, all we'll have, have the skulls on them. Alright, so these two are not dead. No. Alright. Oh, I wish Stanley wasn't where he is. Um, actually, I'm going to do a little bit of movement. I'm going to float over here. Oh, you're going to provoke opportunity. three opportunity attacks. Ah, Four shit. I wasn't thinking. Over there. That's fine. Four? I mean, wow. you're a dragon. Yeah. Should well, you'll be flying over dudes in melee range and stuff. Unless you fly straight up, then you'd only, you know. What if I said I flew straight up, over and down, and and that was and I and I did it within my total fly distance limit? Okay, so you'd have to fly up ten feet. Yeah. That would put them out of their, your range to be hit. So you're only going to take two opportunity attacks if you fly straight up. Let's do that. Okay. So let's move you back to where you just fly. You're now ten feet above the air. Yeah. But. The bugbears around you who've... Well, one of them's trying to get his swords out, so he's just going to punch you in frustration okay. as you take off with the swords stuck in your thing, and he rolls that really low roll, so it just doesn't do anything. Okay. The other one tries to hit you with his pipe. <laughs> it's a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. I mean, you're dragging. You can take it. Yeah, what kind of pipe? You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm only dragging you guys. I'm just annoyed that he's got 20. Just Game's cheating. Bug bears with natural twenties. <laughs> That's some bullshittery. 
Uh, let's see here. Let's roll the dice. <laughs> oh no, I dropped the dice. I have an endless serial bowl of dice. Okay. Uh, 10, 19. Sorry. Uh, 19. Oops, I rolled the wrong dice. Eighteen points of piercing damage. Jeez! <laughs> Off of your one hundred and twenty-seven hit points. <laughs> <laughs> keep track of it. Up. I know. I'm writing it down. Eighteen. Was it one hundred twenty-seven? Is my thing right? Hold on. Yeah, minus nineteen. You monster. I'll, I'll note it on your dude here. Yeah. One twenty-seven minus nineteen. I'll note it on your dude. Uh, okay. So, 127 of 127. And then you lost 19. So, 117. I believe it's 108. No. Yeah, 108. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 108. All right. All right. Um, well okay. Now uh, so now you're ten feet above the air. No one can take a swing at you. Here's a here's a DM question for you. Yes. I want to do acid Ooh. breath on these two chuckleheads. Okay. Um, the way acid breath is described is I exhale acid in a thirty foot line that is five feet wide. Mm -hmm. Each of these squares these guys are standing in are five foot squares, right? Yep. Uh. uh just don't want to hit. I don't want to hit any of my friends. That's all. While in dragon oh. form. Let's see. Thirty foot line, five feet wide. Yeah. So like you know, just draw. Use this thing to draw. So like if I do it from because it's got to come from my mouth. Yeah. Then you'll hit three that way if you fly over there. Right. If I go over here, that's what I'm gonna do. All right. We're gonna go. Like that. Yep. And then I'm going to go. <laughs> and then I'm going to go. <laughs> right across those three. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So to do that, now it's on cooldown. Yeah. So at the end of, at your start of every turn, you'll have to roll with a D6. And on a five or a six, you get the recharge, you get your charge back. Right. Keep that in mind. Um, each creature in the line must pick a DC 14. Dexterity. DC fourteen. Okay. Correct. Alright, let's do let's do that up. And sorry, it was Dex saving throw. For, uh, what did we say? DC Dex, yeah. Right? Yeah. Perfect. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Dex. Okay, one of them saves. Uh, what happens on a save? It's half as much. Alright, so roll eleven D eight. Alright. You like rolling dice, I do. don't you, boy? I do. You get a roll 11, D8. That's a lot of damage. This might be over. <laughs> might be too OP. Yeah. Might have to take well, your toy away from me. <laughs> 45. Is there a point? Okay. Do I get plus anything? No. Can you plus anything? Nope. No. Nope. 
I'm just making it's sure there wasn't some other. Since I was a young right. black dragon. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Since I was a black dragon. Oh, not young. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, 45 right. points of damage. So I guess I don't know how you do your half guy, but yeah. Uh, well, I do it in half. So whatever half of 45 is, do you want to help me figure that out? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, half of 45 would be 22 and a half. <laughs> right? Or 20? Wait. No, it would, yeah, it'd be 22. 22. Rounded down. Because you got to round it down. Okay, perfect. Well, this isn't quite right, but still. Oops. All right, so the first one... I won't, won't do that. Um, the first one disintegrates completely. As, as you unleash... What color is the acid? It's like green. Green. It's green and viscous. Green fire, viscous. The first two, the second, this middle one saved, uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't have enough hit points to withstand it. You just disintegrate both of them off the spot. The larger bugbear, the one who got his swords stuck in your sides, uh, he lives. Okay. He's but he's on fire. He's like, oh, his skin melts as you can see his face becoming deformed as the flames light up in the nights. The green flames make this odd, eerie, sickly glow. Uh, and there's already a glow in this in this field, but now it's turned green and, and dire. Yeah. As uh, he's uh, set a he's set a flame. Green flames. It's okay. like the Battle of Blackwater or Backwater or whatever that thing is in Game of Thrones. With all those Battle balls. Of Blackwater. Was it Blackwater? Like backwater. It's not backwater. Yeah. <laughs> Could use a good backwater right now. <laughs> Don't blow up my town with them flames. <laughs> Uh, usually backwaters are comfortable. Y'all gonna um, burn. Anyway. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? That is, my, that is my turn. Well, that and I yell out, I do one of these, which isn't really an action. Black dragon. I just make a big sound. <laughs> All right, Varel, your turn. All right. Engaged in single combat, I will continue my glorious battle with a reckless attack. Reckless attack. 19. All right, it's a hit. All right, and for my second attack, a 13. Uh, that one, not so much. All right, I will do the damage of four, nine, nine, 13. 13 points of damage from the sword, and I will engage the... I will engage Mawstorm. Perfect. Yes. All right, DC. It's a one, so whatever happens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he takes one extra point of slashing damage and is now grappled by the sword. All right, so you swing in, cutting him deep, and then you press the button, the blade opens, and the chain blade goes, and he just looks, he goes, as, as now his insides are slowly being ground. And I yell, show yourself, worm pilot. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and it's just rage in his face uh, as you begin cutting him down. Stanley, your turn. All right. I'm going to turn and face the one that attacked me earlier, or tried to. And I. Soup can. Am, yep. Soup, soup can, Sam. Uh, we're going to hit him <laughs> with a booming blade attack. And that is going to be an 18 to hit. Okay, that's a hit. Uh, what is the booming blade? Is it like an ethereal blade? 
Uh, so lightning crackles goes out, uh, hits him for my weapon damage plus thunder damage, and if he moves, he takes additional thunder damage. So the sword strike itself is going to be six points of damage, and then eight thunder damage on top of that. Six points of damage and eight thunder damage. No saves. Nope. No saves. Six eight. It's uh, fourteen, right? Yeah. So, 14, seventeen. Okay, perfect. And like then, as a bonus action, I'm going to uh, look to Hope, and I'm going to offer a healing word to her, and she's going to recover six hit points. What's the healing word? Uh, heal. It's very <laughs> unoriginal. <laughs> and uh, hey, Hope. Magnanimous. Today's healing word is heal. Quat. Loot boxes. And that'll be yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay, perfect. So Stanley, uh, he sees you giving healing to your friend. He's like, cheating, and he whoop, 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 soup can. Soup can! He yells. <laughs> 21. Oh, that hits, yeah. Okay, perfect. Was that an actual thing falling, or was that Foley? Sweet Foley work. Accidental, but... That's <laughs> like, oh, Soup Can Foley. Is it great? Alright, Soup Can does 12 points of damage as he brings it down onto your head. Punk! <laughs> and he yells, Soup Can! Okay. Yeah. Super awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, are there any left alive? Nope. <laughs> the one on fire looks to you, looks looks at you, and he goes, "To die in the glory of a great beast is an honor." And he runs at you uh, with only fists because you've taken his sword. But he runs for the dragon. Uh, he runs close enough for you, Stanley, to make an opportunity attack. Let's do it. I don't think I hit him. It's nine. Okay, so you're like, let's do it. And you <laughs> stab the air and then look around to make sure nobody was looking. And then uh, Nash, he's, this guy's going after you with fists. Come at me. Fifteen. Another fist. Into scales. And then he just takes your scales and he just starts trying to pry it off. Like, and he's on fire. Rage and hair, uh, melted flesh. The one nearest you, Varel, <coughs> attempts to break the grapple of the sword. It's going to be a contest, I believe. I've got, for my strength, 14. All right, I get a... Oh, a 2 and a 1, but that is a 2, so that is a 10. Okay, so he takes his... Takes his your hand and there's like this moment of like as you're staring he's staring into your eyes and you're staring into his and, he wins moves your hand away from his body you still got the sword going but he's just moved out of the way and then he pushes it off and backs up a step and you're now back in normal position uh, hope it is your turn okay so what hope's gonna do is she's gonna yell out to Stanley Stanley better get moving and then she'll take her two shots at the one that just 
uh, smack Stanley. Okay. All right, the first one is going to be a 22. Hit. Your head. So that's going to do 17 points of damage. Okay, that kills it. Oh, perfect. So where do you shoot it? Uh, right between the eyes. Okay, you sink a bullet. This is an explosive shell. Yes, so if that kills So Stanley, them. you see a bullet enter into the head of the bugbear, and the bugbear's like, Ah! Soup cat! No. It drops, <laughs> <laughs> drops to his knees, and uh, there's sort of a little spark coming out of the hole where the bullet entered into his head. You still have another action, uh, or some other attack you can make, potentially, I hope. Uh, no, no, because I know how much Varel enjoys single combat, so as far as I'm concerned... There's still the one peeling the scales off Nash that's alive. That's true, but that's Nash's quarry, and I would oh. feel bad <laughs> taking oh. his bugbear. <laughs> Hope's done with combat. <laughs> <laughs> Start cleaning the gun. Okay, uh, Nash, your turn. All right. You, you definitely see this out of the corner of your dragon eye. Hope uh, helps Stanley with... <laughs> With, with her bugbear, and then this guy's trying to peel your. So is he on up. me? Like, do I have to do anything to shake him, or what can I do with him? He's not grappling you, but you're ten feet up, so he's like jumped up, and he's like just trying to peel off your. Okay. Scales off your claws. He's really not doing much. All right, then I'm going to do a. I want to try something fun here. I would like to fly another. I want to fly twenty feet up. Is he a? Can I go? If I go he's not, up, will he's he go? not grappling you. He's okay, not grappling. he's not. He's not riding me then, or pulling enough to no, no, take no. him anywhere. Um, I mean, it could grapple him and take him. You could. All right, this is what I want to do then. I would like to grapple him with my claws. Let's do that All contest right. it's, first. It's a strength versus... Uh, it's your strength, so add your strength modifier. Yep. So that uh, is... We'll contest it with mine. 20... Uh, tw I'm sorry, 23 is my total strength with modifier. Five. Okay. So you grapple him in your dragon claws. I'm going to drag him... Yeah. Oh! He's dripping with acid and his skin's deformed, but he's just he's still swatting at you. But you now have him in your dragon feet. Yep. I'm going to climb uh, skyward about... What's what's my maximum? Uh, your move speed is 80 feet flying. I would like to go the maximum. 80 feet in mm -hmm. the sky. Yep. And I'm going to go... You guys, watch this! <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to then flick him just nonchalantly in uh, out of grapple and to his death. Because there's no way he can right. survive that. <laughs> so right, you're not just gonna drop him; you're gonna flick him. So you flick him like a booger, yeah, <laughs> just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. And you flick him; he goes, ah! He flies off into the distance. He takes roll um, what is it? One d10 for every ten feet of falling. So roll eight d10. Let's roll eight d10 fall down. Eight d10. <laughs> eight. That would be a total of forty. Okay, so you hear this thing, uh, you, hear, you hear this bugbear yelling, ah! <laughs> <laughs> as, 
hits <laughs> it hits something and immediately stops. And then uh, I get somewhat. the soul stone. Bing! <laughs> I, I loved that bugbear. I loved him. So that's how you get the soul yeah. stone. That's true. He's Not a spoiler, over. by the way. It's a first movie thing. Don't worry, everybody. If you haven't from Infinity that, War, yeah, Infinity War, it's fine. That's been out for a year. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was doing a warlock thing. <laughs> no. All right, Varela, it's your turn. You no longer right. have the the bugbear uh, chieftain grappled. Cool. Well, if he if he pulls the sword while looking me in the eye out of himself, I'm gonna be like, ah, all right, and let it let it ride. He he throws the sword at himself. I let go of the sword and let it kind of fall down the sand. And I'm just gonna start engaging in fisticuffs with him and punch him in the face. Okay. No shield. No no no. Just pure rod lizard natural weapon style. Exactly. Cool. All right. First attack is a 24. Okay, it's a hit. Oof, where'd your master go? And the second attack is a 17. It's a hit. I, I smack him in the face again. Ooh. Yeah, it is a hit. Warm boy. <laughs> <laughs> How much total damage? Uh, these are... Unarmed strike, so five, five, so 13 total with the flame blast on the end. Okay, so you do 13 points of damage with the flame burst, and you just punch, boom, boom, fire, and he goes, ah, ah, I shall take great pride in wearing your corpse. And he says as he goes in for a grapple on top of you. Uh, 16 for me. 25. Okay, he just tries to grapple you, and he, he sort of seems to, he gets your arms, and he gets them down, and he looks at you with fervor, and, he, and then you can feel it fighting back, and you winning, and he goes, his face is in shock as you push back, and you're clearly stronger than him, And but his brain refuses to believe it. It is uh, your turn again. Everyone else is out of combat. There's no one. There's no, if, no other attacks. Unless if I'm out of combat, I'm just j diving out of the way. Seeing as Hope told me to look out for this exploding bullet. All right, perfect. Let's see if it fails. Uh, it does fail, so it doesn't explode. You just hear. All right, Stanley bravely dives into the bushes to hide. He, the, the corpse falls down, and then the soup can that he was swinging around hits him on the top of the head. Boom! Falls to his uh, ground. Pharrell. All right, I will do a reckless headbutt. And I'll say, where's your master, Hob? And with a 24. Hob. 24 hits. Hits, hits. Cool. And then I'll, I'll rear back again and just go for another headbutt. Unarmed strike in okay. a minute. 25. Okay, another hit. So this is non-lethal. Uh, non-lethal damage? 10 damage and then 3 fire as I'm just like basically trying to nail hammer him into the ground with my head. And I'm wearing that helmet still, so I got, you know, it's not just raw face. Oh, it's the skull helmet that you have. I love non-lethal fire damage. Well, that part might be lethal. That part might be slightly lethal. No, anything can be designated as not lethal. It's one of the funny quirks of D&D. It's just funny to me. Okay, so he... Seeing the wins... Seeing is how he's being dominated and you're winning. You feel your chest glowing, by the way. Um... He swipes back with two attacks, trying to punch you to do anything 
to present your, uh, sorry, to stop your onslaught. Uh, the highest roll I have here is uh, 17, or 18. 18 probably hit. That's a hit. Yeah. Okay, but it's a fist attack, so four points of damage as he punches you again. Reduced to two by the rage. Okay. And now it is your turn again. Alright, I will continue my onslaught. Uh, This time, if he's not submitting to the the head blows, I will grapple him into submission. And we're gonna, like, full-blown bully... Like He's jump pretty on top. close. His nose is his nose is bloody. You're you're pretty close to to putting him down if you if you wanted to do that. I would say uh, you have clear signs that you could probably put him unconscious this turn. Okay. Uh, or you could just grapple him if you wish. You yeah. No, I'd like to. I'd like to full on. You know, bully him like a uh, get behind him, do the, the one leg over with the arm up and the the uh, get him on the ground and just have him held. All right. Let's do the contest. 20 not natural. Uh, 14 plus 17. No, nope, 20 so you not win. natural. Yeah. yeah. You win. So you grapple him and you, you bring him to the ground. How do you grapple him exactly? I think uh, if, if so, if I've been kind of knocking him into submission and got him dazed, basically do a, a, a light sort of close line, spin around him on the back and just knees in the back as I kind of boom, him into the drive him into the ground and pull up an, an arm over the back and just, you know, elbow right there in the spine with face full of sand. Okay. <laughs> ah, 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 you win! <laughs> you win! And you can see this flying <sighs> dragon next. You're the only one who can see this happening. Uh, he's, I guess, Pharrell and this other bugbear outside of the crater. Stanley and Hope can only hear the screams from the other side of the, the crater. It's nighttime where you are. It's pretty pretty dark out as well. Uh, Pharrell. There's light inside the crater. And as long as you have him grappled, he sort of submits and doesn't fight the grapple back. You win! I'm going to let go, and you will tell me where your master went. If you let go, I will take your face and wear it for myself. You better never let go. I'm afraid I don't have time for that, and I'll bite him. <laughs> you can't have time. To- oh, no. <laughs> and I'll just go, ah, you know, crocodile him on the back of the neck. Okay. With a 16 versus AC. 16 versus AC for this guy is a no. Although okay, it's well, both advantage, you have him take an advantage roll on that one if you right. didn't already. Nah, that was lower. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm basically getting teeth on him. Ah. And as you do this, he's like, "You can't have time. Time isn't haveable." <laughs> what the frick does that mean? The wisdom of the desert, folks. Yeah. Everyone. Kai, as I say between my teeth. You said something about having time. You can't have time. Do you wish to die here? I wish to die in glory. That I can give. And I and I let go of him and stand up. And okay. start walking a couple paces away, knowing he's probably going to attack me. 
Because, you know, yeah. he wants to die in battle. I'm not going to deny him this. You fools. <laughs> My brothers are coming for you. They will feast on you if I will not. Go on. So you have no time. Not in your pocket. And not here. In the desert. Oh, and I'll head over to Moss Storm and pick it up. And start making my way back towards him. He sort of clutches his wounds. He's got like bruised like areas where you've punched him. His side is cut open from Moss Storm sawing into his side. Just let me catch my strength and I'll wring your eyeballs out. Very well. Bro, we have to get going. He <laughs> demanded glorious death. Uh, everyone else, let's the corpses. <laughs> Ech, All right. He gets up, <clears throat> brushes himself off. And he just looks at you and goes, Come at me, boy. <laughs> With pleasure. And I'll charge him. Puts his hands up and he readies an attack. Okay, let's do initiative, new initiative rolls. So All make right. your advantageous one. 14. Alright, I've got uh, 6, 17. Um, so he readies an action before you're able to get to him. Alright. So, your turn. Oh, he's readying an action. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. You see him put his fists up and stand in his place. Okay. I'll, I'll make a reckless attack on him as I charge him with the moss right, storm. As you charge in, he lets loose both of his fists as you bring your sword up for a swing. And we can make our rolls all together if you wish. Cool. Are right, your AC 16? 17. 17. Alright, it's a strength. Okay, so I do hit one. Okay. There goes another dice. Okay, 10 points of damage versus you, bludgeoning, if it, that matters. Cool. I'm not raging at the moment, so it deals full damage. Okay. And now you may do your sword swing. Alright, and I swing with an 18. Hit. For 11 points of damage. Okay, so the sword swings in and cuts him lethally. How do you want to do it? I would like to, uh, if, where, where does he punch me? So he just he punches you one low, but it misses. It just hits your chest and does nothing, and then cracks you on the side of the head with the right hand. I imagine your arms, both hands are on the sword with the wild Yeah. Stone. Cool. In that case, so I'll, I'll go running towards him and jump kind of 300 in the air style, yeah. and as I connect with him, the fist enters my face, bringing the sword down that much harder as I'm yeah. kind of propelled backwards, and I just want to just right through the whole skull. Okay, you Down slice right through. And just as the sword just as the sword's about to enter the top of his head, his eyes sort of dilate. They look at you and he goes, Dolo Popio. And then the, the sword just the knife goes fling, flings straight through it, cutting him half from top of the head to the taint. Two pieces. <laughs> Split down. And you see Nash dragon form up top. 
with a bucket of popcorn and he's using his tail to take popcorn out and put it in his mouth as he watches you kill him. <laughs> Quite the show up there. Yeah. No, that didn't really happen. But, no. Yeah. It'd be fun if it did. But you see <sighs> a large shadow. <sighs> a red eye. And I'll, I'll ride the, the punch onto the ground and give a... <laughs> and spit. And just kind of, you know, crawl over excitedly and, and split the two halves and kind of look in the brain hole for worms. Okay. Invest. Medicine check, please. All right. <laughs> or survival, hey. if you choose. Uh, I'll take the, the 23. I rolled real well. Okay. Um, so you find what, where the ear hole is, and you look, and you... The inside of uh, bugbears, I don't know that you've ever seen one. Um, it's pretty nasty in there. The meats are black, uh, sinewy. There's lots of this gross white liquid just sort of just in every place. It must be fatty tissue, but it doesn't look very appealing at all. And um, you look where the brain is <laughs> and where you see the ear is connected. I've been cut it in half. And um, like you have to pull out the brain, so you cut them in half this way. So you'd actually have to... <laughs> take the half brain out sure you take the half brain out and you look it up and you peel off the the bit that's on there a bit of like ear hole and then you notice a little black leech like thing crawling on top of the brain matter I'll, I'll get oh let it fall from my hand and just as you do that you hear a and then when you let go it stops and it falls to the ground friends the worm jumps off the leech like thing leech like worm jumps off the brain and starts making its way in the sand towards you oh (laughs) (laughs) I kind of run from it looking over my shoulder how fast is this baby going Uh, very slow very slow oh okay cool but it's following you it's following you Alright, so I will go at a, a brisk ahead of it pace, and as I do, I'll go, friends, I found a worm. It's chasing me. You should kill it! <laughs> do you not wish to observe it? It is, uh, virile. What would we even keep it in? A jar? A, a, a container? A banana? A peel? Would anyone need it here? For Science? Didn't we get the one from the assassin that attacked you, Hope? Uh, uh, it was destroyed. Uh, maybe it's best to just destroy it, Varel. It whispers when you get close. Varel, it might have things to say. Kill it. <laughs> I fear I would only embed it deeper in the sands. Can't you flame burst it? I'm not very mad right now. I could piss you off. You're the weakest lizard I've ever seen. No oh, hope. That's unnecessary. <laughs> it hurts though, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't work when you're trying. On purpose. We're friends, Hope. Should I just come up and punch you in the face? Opa. Nash. <laughs> what? Uh, and I look up as I'm running. Couldn't you flame this thing... For a proper death. 
sort of. It's all green acid. It's not really flame in a traditional sense. But yes. You do have dark vision out of 120 feet now that you are a black dragon, so you can see in the dim light. You want me to kill it? <coughs> yes, kill it. Fine. I'll uh, I'll try to kill it. Oh, I need I to I need to reset this, don't I? Though. Reset what? <coughs> Acid breath. Don't I have to? Yeah, that's recharge? in combat. I mean, we can assume outside <coughs> of combat, you can take your time and. Okay. It's recharged. You're good. So you <laughs> summon back up your, <clears throat> yep. your phlegm. All my, your gl- all my phlegm. glandular uh, secretions are all coming back together. Yeah. And uh, you fly over to the side where Varel fought the guy, and you see a, the body split in two. And you peer down real close. You get close. You see a little worm. Not a worm. It's more of like a leech-like thing crawling in the sand, making its way up the hill towards Varel. <laughs> He's far away, but he's headed in Varel's direction. How big is it? It's a leech. It's maybe a couple of inches. Oh, that's all? <laughs> <laughs> this is overkill. Um, all right, well, you know, why not? Let's do a 30-foot-long, 5-foot radius, or 5-foot width uh, freaking blast and all right. destroy it. You blast it? Uh, let's, I'll see if this leech saves. It does not. Good. You'll... You can roll 11d8 points of damage to... <laughs> versus a leech. Let's we'll see if we can, like, salt the earth here. Okay. Or you can just take the median 49 and be done with it. No, I want to see. 11, you say? 11d8. 9, 10, 11. That is 50 damage. That's a stupid amount of damage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You uh, breathe fire on it. And now you can't see it, but you're pretty sure you melted it. You hear the the sand sort of pop and burp. It doesn't mix well with your acid. It's like a large streak of green light lights up the outside of the crater where you shoot your uh, flame breath. You're pretty sure you got it. I'm pretty sure I got it. <laughs> Thank you, Nash. No worries. I'll search the corpse in front of me. Oh. Keeping my eyes open for worms. Leeches. Right. Okay, you're going to search uh, the corpse in front of you. Is it soup can? Which which corpse is in front of you? Yeah, yeah, I think it's soup can here. Okay. Um, so it's very sweaty and very furry, and it sm- he smells like armpits. Ugh. Uh, you search, he's not wearing a shirt. He's kind of got like a He-Man strap on, and, <laughs> and he's got pants but no shoes. Uh, you feel into the pockets and you pull out uh, what looks to be a few coppers, some sort of dented-up metal-like thing, but not gold pieces. Maybe used for currency. Okay. And then you there's um. An aluminum foil wrapper with something inside of it. I'll open it slowly away from my face in case I need to drop it. <laughs> You're not quite sure what it is, 
looks like <laughs> it looks like a loogie that was saved for later. Uh, saved for later. Why would you save one for later? <laughs> it's just old PF Changs. Right. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know what to say about that. Nope. None of that. He does have good. a mace with a soup can on the end. It looks filled completely with some sort of heavy metal inside. And like a chain. That's about all he has on him. Cool. And as you search the corpse, his eye kind of twitches a bit. Oh. Great. And something black starts to push its way out of the eyeball. Oh, creepy. Um, I'll take the... I'll flip open the dagger in Scully, and I'll go to stab the eye, the leech thing coming out of the eyeball. Okay, we're making a tackle. Oh, thank you. I rolled a one for that. I think I would have cried. That's going to be a 25. Okay, so you stab the eyeball and the thing, and you hear, and it stops immediately. You pull the knife out, and now this leech-like worm is stuck. It's like impaled along with an eyeball on the edge of your gun. Uh, Varel, would you like this instead? That's dead, too. <laughs> I yell from up on the hill. <laughs> I'm just going to the, the the switchblade on her gun, and she's going to go down to the other corpse that doesn't have anybody by it and look for a, a leech. We should kill. destroy all these bodies, lest they possess the local land life. Watch out, Stanley. They've got leeches. All right. I'm looting this one over. Oh, you'd like to loot one of these as well? Yeah, I technically said I was looting it before we found out about all the leeches and stuff, so I think I gotta stick with it. Okay. Um, well, a search is you find um, uh, little, like, copper pins, and uh, there's a collection of also those these weird um, copper... They're not like coins, they're like square pieces of copper cut off some plate copper in misshapen shapes. About 12 in total. You also find an aluminum foil wrapped up. A couple, there's three of them. In, in fact. But this happened before uh, Hope knew what happened. Yeah, so. so you, you don't we, know what's yeah. in them. We open them up. What's in them? There's a, like a loogie saver later. <laughs> <laughs> you, decide, you, decide, you decide not to tell the rest of the party. <laughs> By the way, I am just hovering in the sky, keeping watch over in case anything happens, anything sneaks up on us, and then I sort of notice what you guys are doing and shake my ah, big, good. dumb dragon make a, head. Make a, make a dragon perception roll, please. I will. Uh, that would be... Perception? I guess that, since there's no perception stat... Plus six, according to the block. Okay. okay. So, six to, your six to my normal perception, which would be... Or you can use your normal perception if it's higher. Um, where is my damned perception? Oh, there it is, plus one. So that's a plus six is better, probably. Yeah. So with plus six, it'd be twenty-two. Okay. So you you look out upon the horizon to see if any more troubles on the way, and you notice in the distance headlights. Um. And you 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 hear out and quiet your wing beating, and you 
think you hear engines. Guys! Yanesh? We may have a problem. What direction is this? Uh, it's to the west. To the west. Vehicles, engines. Not sure who. Coming our way. Time to go. Are you done okay. digging through those shit bags? Well, I'll wait for the worm in this one, and then I'll immediately start going to the car. Alright, having heard there's worms, I'll stab it in the ear with my dagger. See if that does the trick. Okay, so you're going to other corpses to stab them, and just to <laughs> make sure they're all... Well, no, the one I was looting, because oh, okay. nobody did anything with that one yet. Okay, so you stab your rapier goes right into the ear, and as you pull it out, a little worm is on the tip. Black, yes. disfigured, bleachy worm. I, but Hope sounds like she's waiting for another one to come out. They're like sort of standing with their knife. Like, yeah, yeah, I figure they're going to be crawling out here since the other one did it on the corpse that she just dealt with. All right, so um, you do this for two more corpses, Hope. Nash, the sound of vehicles and the lights grow brighter. They're coming this way. Hurry up. All right, I'll start going to the car. All right, everyone start making their way to the vehicle. As I run through the the lush jungle, I would like to grab a bunch of bananas. Are they bunches? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. They're called bunches. Or, yeah. Uh, are, yeah. You, are you a saying a pillar of bananas? A pillar. <laughs> you could take a whole tree, probably. You're strong enough. I won't fit in the car. I'll just take the... They just tie it to uh, the top like a Christmas Too bad we didn't take the Fate 4. I'm just teasing. Go ahead. I don't know why I'm harping on that. It's not a problem. All right, so as the party begins to make their way back towards the vehicle, everyone can begin to hear the sounds of engines. And hear... He's like shouts way, way deep in the background. And Nash, you can see about 20 vehicles headed your way. And you'd be able to see them clear if it was a clear night out, but it's very overcast with all the dust. Uh, they're making their way. Hardcore. We need to go now! And I guess I need to swoop down and get back in Nash form, or can I fly overhead for a bit? How much... You can, you can, you can fly along with the vehicle rather than be in it, if you wish. I'm gonna do that. You have an hour... Is it an hour of time? Hour, it's I think. Your... Hour... Hold on. It might be an hour... Uh, number half your level rounded down, so it might actually be three hours. Uh, Insulted doctor. I don't know where to see this. Hold on. It's in the dry powers. Once per long rest, you can change. You can stay in the B shape for a number of hours equal to half your level rounded down. So three hours, right? Your three hours, seven, I guess so, so. Yeah. Half your level is three point yep. five. Rounded down is three. So you can uh, fly along with the car. All right. Let's get the most out of this transformation, <clears throat> and I'll tell them. I'll keep watch up here. All right, so you make your way back to the interceptor that uh, was there, and as you guys like hustle and run, everyone begins to hear the lights. You hear, run, 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 run. You, hear you hear like cars jumping over dunes, and you can all see the lights now, sort of shining. And you hear in the background, and um, as you can see that the vehicles come into view, that there's a war band headed your way. Oh shit! Likely the mage that when it disappear may have gotten his friends you notice uh, on the back there is a, a yacht 
driving okay. forward on the on the sands towards you. Okay. Okay. Uh, so everyone clamber on in. Hope uh, Nash, you are flying, mm-hmm. and you begin to take off. I don't turn the lights on on the car. Okay. Excellent. You keep the lights off. Yes. Okay. Um, perfect. Uh, but the big body of Nash is visible uh, with lights being shone. And as you guys are flying, you keep the lights off, but these spotlights sort of appear in the sky. And Nash, you feel them on your butt. Okay. <laughs> you sort of this, look back. I'm going to kind of veer off not flying underneath Nash. I'm going to try and separate. All right, Nash, what do you do? Um, when you say I can feel them, you just mean I'm like... Well, you get a sense that there's light behind you, and you look back and you see the spotlight, and you go, ah, there's a spotlight in your face. All right. Um, I'd like to fly up 10, 10 additional feet, so I'm just a little further away from any kind of ranged weirdness. But okay. I'll, I'll keep pace with the car, but I want to go higher. Okay, you feel it coming, and uh, hope you... Uh, can you make a vehicular stealth check? <laughs> yes. It looked painful so as you the, said that. You made like a grimace face when you said that. They, I, so it's, it's two stealth, two checks. Make a piloting check and then also make a stealth check and report the results to me. Okay, so the first one I rolled for was the stealth, and that was a 14. The piloting, I rolled a 26. Okay, perfect. So you veer away from Nash completely, like don't know this guy. Keeping your headlights off, your rear lights off, all the all the lights are cut on this interceptor. Not really any rear lights anyways. Uh, and you sort of slow down to make less noise with the engine, and you see the warband. You can barely make it out, but you see they have their headlights on, their spotlights, and you see Nash's giant form fly up as they chase it out into the sands, and they keep following Nash. Cool. I think we'll take our break there. Ooh. When we come wow. back, we'll find out what happens to Nash, who's been left all Okay. Now I'm nervous. Um, all right. We'll be back uh, shortly, everybody. Go take a pee, a dump, whatever it is you may need to do. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back shortly with more There Will Be Dungeons. All right. We all right. are almost there. Hold on. Oops. Okay, now we're there. We're back, everybody. Welcome back, Bo. What are we doing? So Hope, Varel, and Stanley made a beeline, ran towards the the interceptor, the vehicle that they were uh, all driving to get here to the crater, jumped in and took off quietly, no lights, and then found out when they were chasing the dragon, veered off to the right silently and quietly. You didn't notice the snash. So (laughs) a spotlight was shown upon you. You kind of looked back to see what it was. And you saw this. Oh, my Lord. Uh, so you look behind you, and you see that there's a giant warband on its way to you. Except uh, that vehicle there is incorrect. So hang on. Now that they're not being chased, it's you. Do you see that in Roll20? Hold on. I don't oh, see yeah. me, but maybe it's because I got something in the way. Well, this would have been better with dynamic lighting, where we're going to get rid of all that stuff, because that's not here now oh here we go oh geez this is awesome whoa wait where'd everything go i just got rid of there's not chasing the vehicle they made it away safely and they're chasing you oh okay that was awesome there's so many of them yep there's a giant warband now on your trail 
Okay. And you you hear a you, you hear a thunk, whoosh, and a giant javelin <laughs> flies past you. Okay. You can barely make it out in the night sky. Keep in mind it's like pitch black and you're, you're using your dark vision to see. There's a giant warband behind you. Uh, there are looks to be eight motorcycles and you just hear there's two dune buggies. There's like ten pickup trucks replete with bugbears on top of them. And in the back you can see a yacht and the mage, the worm father, the one they called the worm father, sitting atop it pointing forward at the dragon. You can't make out what they're saying, but you see the warband chasing after you. Hmm. And you're flying as fast as you can, but you've only got about three hours of flight time before you're, <laughs> before you're man mode. Um. And you're just barely keeping up. You're using every bit of effort to keep ahead of it. Uh, now you can go high in the sky. I mean, remember the verticality of the thing here. How high am I right now? I mean, you're about 80 feet up. I don't know. As high up as you want to be. Okay. We're not really in combat turns, but... So it's those kinds to give of... you an idea of what might have happened had Hope not hidden the car, this would be the combat encounter that you would all be facing, but now it's just Nash facing it. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what to do. Uh... Well, you, can, you can... I mean, think... You're not a car, so you're not locked to the land where the cars are locked to the land, right? Well, they are, but they aren't because there's no roads. They could veer wherever I go. I'm actually, in terms of terrain, what am I looking at? Is Are there mountains? Are there? Is there anywhere I can go where they are forced into kind of a funnel? And can't... Uh, so there are, there are dunes, but there is no terrain where they're forced into a funnel or where that you can easily lose them as you can see on the horizon. But there are dunes that will keep them slowed down. The weeping dunes that you're flying towards because uh, you're heading east. All right, let's fly toward those. Whatever, whatever my perception is that a thing that will slow them down is where I would want to head. Okay, so you continue to the east for another 10, 20 minutes, and the dunes start to become apparent again, and they start slowing down as they have to fly over the motorcycles, drive up, hit the air, and you see the bugbears, ah, they hit back down on the ground. Okay. It's slowing them, but they're still chasing you. They can still see you. The spotlights are still scanning the sky for you when they catch you. They seem to move in your direction. Okay. So, can I tell that this is working, though? Like, am I able to see that this is... Slowing it's them. not shaking them. It's not shaking them at all. All right. They have they, there's a zealousness to them. They don't seem to be moving from your backside. And they've got lights on me, so I can't use the dark really. Um. I would like to suddenly veer really hard to the left. Okay. Just cut cut hard left and see if that doesn't shake them or make them. You know, they have to overcompensate to keep up. Okay, uh, let's make a uh, it's just some sort of trickery that you're doing. Let's make a deception roll, please. Serpentine, serpentine. Okay. A serpentine roll. That's uh, a 14. What do I have for my... I don't think he has any. What was it? About? I'm sorry, perception? What did you say? Or decep uh, deception? De deception. Deception, sorry. You're trying to make a deceptive maneuver. All right, so that would be 17. 
Okay, so you veer hard to the left, trying to throw them, but they see you move to the left, and they do slow down, and you do lose them. Uh, they put a bit of space between you and them. They're farther back now. You just see the headlights in the distance, but they still have your scent and your direction. You see the spotlight scanning behind you, but you've put extra distance between you and them. You know how we're always seeing dragons fly out of the sand? Do I have any ability to penetrate the sand? To, like, go? No. Okay. No. But you can fly. Remember, it's overcast. Usually the desert's wide, bright open. You'd be, see, you'd, be, you'd be seeing your silhouette in the moon. But right now, it's dusty from all the the dust particles in the atmosphere because of the crater landing. Right. So the higher you go, the less visible you will be. Well, I just go as high as I can then and get past whatever clouds are creating the overcast. Okay. You take a hard left and fly uh, fly straight up. Okay. The ground becomes nothing but little insects. Everything's so small, like taking off in an airplane. Just like, eventually, so you can't see the sky, the floor, the ground anymore. And you're up higher in the atmosphere than you've ever been in your life. Okay. I'll level off up there then. Can I t- tell if they still... I, do I have any perception of where they are now? You can't see that far down, but the one saving grace of this is they can't see that far up. We'll get back to you in a second. Let's check in with the group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the the war band that was chasing you and Nash are gone. Do we head back to Tiet Kala? Are we good? <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna that's yeah the hope's going straight back okay and unless uh, anyone in the car has well, something how to long, say how long the drive yeah, yeah. how long did it take us to get out here it was about five hours they're the best friends but part of it <laughs> hey you didn't have to stay a dragon yeah. it was about three hours because um, but it took longer because the dunes were rough terrain getting back. So it'll take you about five hours because you have some the dunes to go over. But he could probably fly in three. Hmm. Is your thinking? He doesn't know that yet because he hasn't asked me. Do they not know? Time. They know that the war party peered, veered off, but they don't really know that they're in hot pursuit of me. Yeah, they don't know your situation. Okay. They're far, far away now. Yeah, and I they're think Nash will just fly back. He's a dragon. Am I That's better? Anyway. Am I better with directions <laughs> as a dragon than I am in real life as Scott Johnson? Because nope. Oh. Well, I mean, it's a fantasy character you're playing, so yes, your character can be better at things than, than Scott Johnson. Yeah. But is the dragon any more uh, aware geographically than Nash? No. Okay. Okay, that's good to know. All right, sorry, you're back at the car. You know. Yeah. As long as you reassure us on that fact, because about an hour in, I'd probably start asking questions about where Nash went. And I mean, my uh, hope's answer would simply be, I mean, he's a dragon. He can fly and see things further. So I, I guess he's okay. Maybe he had to go do something. I don't like the idea of leaving him out there, but I mean... It's a lot of wasteland to search, especially if he's going to turn back into a guy. I, I don't know where <laughs> we would even begin. Yeah, and c- clearly he didn't want to ride in the car or else he would have just turned back into a human. 
Hmm. Do we have a way to contact him? No. What about that, uh... That whispering from the house so long ago? Or was that a Diantalus trick? Uh, that was a Diantalus trick. Ah. Uh, have you learned this trick from him? No. That is, uh... Something that is a purely him ability. Hmm. I can tell you, my understanding of it is, uh, it would be limited with what it would be capable of doing to begin with. I could leave a trail of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, maybe Novieri or Eminil might have a smell or something when we get back to town. I mean, honestly, the trail of bananas is not a terrible idea. <laughs> it's not, actually. Well, at that saying, then I will chuck one banana out the window. <laughs> <laughs> From my bunch. How many bananas do I have in a bunch? Uh, I mean, you've grabbed a big pile. I've seen the pictures online. You've got maybe 50. Yeah, like the the, the yeah the pillar down the middle with all the bananas and the circles yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. maybe cool. more. There's a lot. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, so, how long every every mile? You've got about. Uh, let me see how yeah. many miles. Let's go to the world map here. One Let's banana every mile. How many bananas you have to you? Okay, this was unexpected. <laughs> oh, really? Say. You didn't expect to be doing banana math today yeah, for D and D? I can't imagine. Uh, so, thirty feet per hex. There's one, two, three, four. That's a hundred or not feet miles. Hundred and twenty miles. Where's the calculator? You need a hundred and twenty bananas. You've got about. I didn't think about how exactly how many you have. All right, I gotta look this up. I mean, bananas? we don't need a, a perfect bunch. chain of bananas to the keep. We can just, you know, a general direction. All right, so there's 20 bananas in a bunch. Bananas? Uh, let's say you grabbed a few rings. So you got about 60 bananas. So one every two miles, if you use them all up. <laughs> okay. We'll do the way back. Varel would do this in that they'd be pretty frequent when he first starts. But as the bananas start to run low, they become more separated. And then sure. he has at least three bananas he's keeping so they can be planted to his understanding. Okay. For perfect. infinite bananas. Yeah. Okay, so you want to keep some for infinite bananas. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. You start leaving a trail. A survival roll, please. Survival. And eight. Let's, eight? All right, let's have you make four of these skill checks, please. That's one. Uh, okay. I want to... A 22, yeah. an 18, and a 9. Perfect. All right. Uh, so if there's any other RP you'd like to get done, the journey is set. You'll be leaving bananas on the way back to Tietkala. Anything else anyone wants to do before I go back to Nash? I will be lamenting that the worms are apparently noble fighters, and this vexes me. Why do okay. you think the worms are noble fighters? Because they were piloting the man, and he wished to do a noble death. How do you know that's the worm and not just his own thoughts? Doesn't the worm make him say things and do things and, and ride him like a pony? 
It makes them say the <laughs> name Delapopio again and again and again, but though they weren't saying anything. So your assassin was driven by his own means to assassinate, but had zero desire to say Dolopopio. No, no, he said that name again and again and again, and so he was driven by the worm. But these guys, they had worms in them, but they didn't say the name. They did say the name. As I slew him, he said the name. Oh. Well, I imagine maybe it's, you know, Diantalus is in my head, but not all the time. I'm in control right now, but maybe he takes over every now and then and kills a funny little man. Hmm. R.I.P. Coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know. It could be, but I don't... Leeches don't exactly strike me as noble, Varel. Banana. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go back to Nash. Nash, you're floating in the air trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. I'd like to... Dip back down low enough to see if I can see if I've truly shaken the war party. Okay. And if so, well, I guess let's see. All right. You fly back down. You want to do it stealthily? Um. Yes, I would. So stealth check for me first as you slowly and try making a minimal amount of noise and visibility in the sky. Commence uh, your that dissension. Would be a grand your descent. Dissension. Uh, that'd be a gr- descent. Descent. Yeah, that'd be a grand total of fifteen. Okay. Let's just slowly glide down, looking around. And as you get lower, you notice a series of headlights off to the left of you. Okay. Yeah. You're facing north. Off to the left. Apparently, following the direction that you had sent them in, until you suddenly veered up. Okay. You see searchlights scrambling though in all directions. They're not. They probably won't remain there long. They're looking for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would like to go in the opposite direction that they are hunting. All right. You are aware that the place you came from was east? Yeah. It's hard to tell which way is east in this, but you can still see from a distance the impact site where it was, you sort of remember relative to where you were, where that was, and so you head the opposite direction, which would be back home. Okay. As you fly that direction, you see a banana on the ground. <laughs> I mean, I can see these too, right? Because I've got that vision now where I can see... you got dark vision, yeah. and they're very small, and you're high enough up there, you might not miss it, but there's an unmistakable sort of uh, shape in the ground of a banana, and a sort of drag trail where it was tossed and sort of rolled a bit before it landed in its final resting spot. Alright, the first banana I see my, my dragon thoughts are hmm banana. And near near and near the banana are tire marks. You see sort of cut into the sand some fresh tire marks and only one set. Alright, my first thought is they've just lost a banana because I don't see a pattern yet. Mm-hmm. So I will I will follow those tracks though hoping that's the direction I should be going. Yeah. Make four survival rolls, please. Okay. You have to use your Nash survival. I don't think a dragon has a survival. I don't have a survival stat. Skill. 
Um, let's see. Okay. It's plus four. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, so that's ten for the first one. Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say plus four, so that's fourteen for the next one. Um, uh, sixteen. And then one more? Yep, give me one more. Woo! Nat 20 plus 4, so 24. Okay, perfect. So uh, you begin to fly in that same direction, and about five minutes later, you you come across another banana. And then another one. They're quite frequent. All right, Nash in his mind. You're pretty certain. Yeah, and I'm brought back to thoughts of a story I heard once when I was in the solar mines about, about a young pair of uh, siblings who left a candy trail for someone to find them before they were eaten by an evil witch and it dawns on me that maybe they're leaving me a banana trail and it dawns on me even further that it's probably Varel because it seems like something he would do very good <laughs> so uh, it's you're successful the party then spends the next three hours as the sun comes up and it's overcast uh, strangely enough there's no sun in the sky but you see the warmth of light begin to shimmer across the horizon uh, hope that gates of Tietkala uh, present themselves to you and you drive through them as they open themselves up for you and then tieflings close them up behind you. You're now inside the walls safe. Sweet. I'll drive the car to the royal truckery and then I'll be on my way to the keep to inform the guards about what we saw and Danger on the horizon. There's a wizard okay. out there. We okay. may also want to tell them to keep an eye out for Nash. He will be coming in either as a dragon or a ragged man on foot. Yes, thank you, Stanley. <laughs> All right, you go to do that. And speaking of which, uh, Nash eventually, you know, about 20 minutes behind, as it took you some time to lose the warband and to make your way, you see Tietkala on the horizon. But you feel your form begin to give out. <laughs> As you're fly- you've been flying for three hours but you spent 20 minutes in the air trying to lose them so you won't quite make it to the gates and you feel your form you're you know hundreds of feet in the in the, in the air and you feel your form begin to give out all right i'll i'll ra- ra- drop rapidly and as safely as i can so that i can be close enough to ground to not fall and die okay perfect so you sort of for once, you get out of dragon form in a graceful manner and don't get beaten up or anything like that. You're actually able to just exit out of it. I'll need you to roll 1d4 minus 1 levels of exhaustion. Okay. Alright, here goes. Uh, that would be 2. Yeah, okay, two. so you now are at exhaustion level 2. Yep. I'm going to put that in there right and now. And you hit the ground, uh, gracefully sort of landing, transforming back uh, into your form. Unfortunately, it looked really close, but you've got a good, you know, 20 miles ahead of you. It's going to take you a few days to walk back. Exhaustion level two. All right. You should make it back in time for the principal's arrival. Okay. In two days. Sweet. You got food with you? Um... I have bananas. He's got food. Yeah, I've been picking up bananas. I got bananas. Potassium. I'm good. Get my fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Totally gonna survive on the bananas. (laughs) All right, which you you land near one, so you've got your first banana. You weren't picking them up, were you? Uh, No, but 
the if Let's I've got that much else figures out the trail. Well, if I've got that much longer to walk, there's at least what? Would you say two, three miles, something like that? Uh, but twenty miles. Oh, twenty an hour, There's a ton. An hour a mile. There's a ton yeah. of ton of bananas between me and there. Well, he right. It's about yeah, one every three yeah. miles. Yeah, he threw less of them towards the end. Oh, well, at least there's two or three bananas. I'll be all right. <laughs> okay, perfect. Nash can live so on some, be, <laughs> some bananas. You'll be back with the party in two in about two days. Yeah, I might have the shits uh, when I get there off because of all these bananas. But other than that. <laughs> Hope they'll send out a car party. <laughs> okay. Very good. Oh, I love um, it. That's awesome. Okay, so Hope has decided to send out a search party for you. So you you, you get settled in Nash for a good two-day hike towards Tietkela, which you can barely see on the horizon as the light comes up. But then you see a big cloud of dust come up and a, and a pickup truck come by full of tieflings. Yeah. And it drives up to you and pulls up and goes... Champion of Tietkala, our queen sends us to pick you. To pick me? To pick me up? Yes, please get in the vehicle. <laughs> All right, I'll get in the car. It's like when uh, the snow speeders found Han Solo. We found them. Yeah, I repeat, we found them. Remember that? So that's that's it. I'm good. I'll go with them. I'll ride with them. So you get in the back of the cab, and the truck turns around, makes its way back to Tietkala. The gates open, and you're ferried inside. All right. And the doors close safely. Am I greeted Welcome by any of my any of my friends there as I get pulled in? Uh, no, it's daytime. You don't know where anyone is. Good, because I'm grouchy. I'm full of bananas, and I'm ready to yell at whoever just decided to leave me out there in the sky. <laughs> where might you find your friends? We now should be on the Tietkala map, and there are locations for you to visit. Uh, before we separated fully, um, Stanley would probably pull Hope aside just real quick and just say, Hope, uh, I feel like I owe you a bit of an apology. Uh, earlier today, well, yesterday, I don't know what time it even is now at this point, but um, I compared you to the Acrimonicar Joel Delagos. And, uh, while I feel I was justifiably angry, of anybody here, I should be a bit more forgiving of, uh, you know, not holding someone responsible for the actions of others. That especially applies to me, and I'm sorry that I was holding you in contempt for what Nobieri did. No, no, please, please don't apologize, Stanley. It was a very scary situation and I had no idea he would do that I understand why but I don't agree with it and I'll do better to try and make sure that doesn't happen again I mean he seems incredibly dedicated to helping you but sometimes that dedication goes into fanaticism it does and with that happening I hope Emanil offers a counterbalance to that. Maybe they both can find a bit more from each other than hatred. That would be ideal. Anyway, I think I'm going to go and just make sure that she is alright and call it an evening, even though it's morning at this point. Sleep well then. 
and that's what I'll go do. I'll go see if she's at the church. Uh, you go to look for Eminel? Okay. Yeah. So you go to the church. Okay. So what is everybody? Everyone's going to their collective people. Does anyone want to accomplish anything before they go sleep? Or you're in town. Everyone's sort of separated at this point. Yeah, I just gotta hope we'll go back to the keep. I would love a rest. I'm gonna. I want to go find Angel Ashy wherever she's at. You left her at the Golden Sands. All right. My first thing to do would be go there. Okay. And track her down. And just make sure all is well. And you, Varel? I head back to the Golden Sands, but on the way there, I see something that I'd like to investigate. Called okay. Tedna's Playground. Yes, uh, it's in with it's in view of the Golden Stand, so I'd like to wander the two blocks south and see what's been built here. Well, it's a it's a park. Hope you describe the park that you've built. Oh, it's like a big old park. You got uh, things made of scrap pieces for kids to play on. There are fountains. There's green lawn. Uh, yeah. Trees, I guess. A couple trees. Sure. A little tr- walking trail with those little workout stations. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Are there signs on the <laughs> on what to do at yes, each station? There would have to be. Excellent. Right? I I I pass the Tedna trials. <laughs> <laughs> and I make my way around the park. Okay. Excellent. All right, so uh, perfect. Does anyone have anything that they want to do or, you know, in preparation? The next thing that was sort of left uh, to be done or the thing that's on the schedule is, you know, you said, Hope, in three days, the print, you invited the principal to come see you. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's still things to discuss. You were sent out to explore the crater by Nobieri. It might be worth having a meeting, you know, with everyone and sort of leave that to you guys to decide. Yes, I'd want to describe what happened, let them know about the worms, the worm father, and some sort of cavalcade of vehicles that came by before going to bed. Right, so should should you schedule a a meeting with the the party or... uh, Oh, I I guess that's the... I wouldn't feel like um, any of the heroes of the Waste would need to be there. Um, oh, I see. So I'd call in Nobieri, Eminel if she's around, and then um, um, darn it, what's his name? Mo- Melgor. Mel- Melgor, yes, thank you. Those three in, describe the situation so that they know what's going on while I sleep, and then go to bed. Okay. Adobiary in particular is troubled by the information. It sounds as though a dragon has landed, has been carried off, and that doesn't bode well. Not a lot does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're in town. You can tell me what you want to do, or you can tell me if you want to wait. What's... Uh... There isn't anything on the agenda for me, so to speak. Did I find Angie? She good? 
You did find Angie, yes. Okay. okay. So we're still we're still at the return. You you come in, you get off the pickup truck, uh, they go, have a good day, and they drive off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a friendly And they, they drive off, and you sort of jump off, make your way to the Golden Sands. Um, you notice that uh, the clientele in there is packed. A lot of people are eating out today because of the uh, the stone rain that had happened uh, just the night before. That didn't make anyone feel like cooking. So you see Fibel in the Golden Sands, <clears throat> along with Bok Bok, working quite hard. You hear, from the back room, and Fibel goes, yes, yes, I'm helping. I'll be right there. And then you also, as you walk into the Golden Sands, see Angelashi uh, serving drinks to customers as well. And then Bob turns around and he goes, Nash, how you doing? Oh, it's good to see you again. Bob. Yeah, it's it's good to see you. Hang on a second. Yeah, I'm. Uh, where did you go? That's a long story, but uh, I just I just flew here, and boy, my arms tired. Literally, I'm tired. I need to talk to my wife. Why are you flying? Again, it's a it's a long story. We had. Uh, we had a little bit of a run-in out in the in the desert. I decided to take off, uh, and uh, and try to avoid something, and then I'm back. It's all that matters now is I'm back, Bob. Well, and then Angela she cuts someone and says, "Have another free drink, Bob. Go ahead, have your fill." Cheers, Angie. I like ya. <laughs> Give me a drink, there, Fribble. And Fibble gets the drink. Angela, she comes up to you, puts her arms around you, gives yeah. you a kiss. Yeah. Thank God you're back. Or she should say, thank the gods you're back. Is everything fine here? Yes, there's been a lot of people to feed, but uh, we've been all taking good care of each other and trying to find all the positive out of it. No one's hurt. I'm glad you, you made it back a lot sooner than I thought you would. You've only been gone this evening. I didn't um, expect to see you for weeks. We kind of, I suppose, found what we were looking for in a way. And what was that? Uh, well, for me, a quick ticket back home. I'm tired, and I'm hammered, and I need, I need rest. Well, let's go back and get some rest. Fibble... I'm leaving with Nash now. And he goes, but who's going to help me? Have Bob do it. <laughs> and he looks at you and he looks at Bob. And he, I, I don't think Forel will like that very much. And Bob is not allowed to help. Well, what do you mean I'm not allowed to help? <laughs> Sheesh. I'm not thrilled with Varel at the moment, so it's fine. He'll survive. Oh, no. uh, what did Vorel do? If he comes in here and he says, have you seen Nash? Tell him, uh, tell him I went bananas and I'm getting some rest. He'll <laughs> 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 know right, what I so mean. You, you, you take off, uh, you take off with Angela Ashes. She puts an arm around you and, and helps you back to the home that you share together. And, uh, several hours later, after your walk through Tendo's Park, Vorel walks back into the Golden Sands Inn. Ah, I'm back. 
<laughs> Welcome back, Sverl. Says Bob. Verl. He's clearly had quite a lot to drink. And Bob? Like eight in the morning. <laughs> there are tons of patrons in the establishment, by the way. Lots of people having breakfast. Oh. All right, then. Then I'll go place Ma Storm back uh, up on the wall where it belongs. Okay. So was it dangerous, says Fibble? It was. It was. There was a hole. A big hole in the ground. And in that hole was a small man. And on that small man was a flower. And after that, Dientalus ate him. Soon, a wizard appeared. A wizard? Yes, a wizard, Bob. That's incredible. This wizard, he poofed out of existence, leaving only his hobs behind. What's your hob? A large bok bok. Bok bok! We fought them. We returned home. Well, that's a good tale. You should have brought me with you. Next time, bring me with you, Varel. I'll get your back. I'm pretty good with a soup can. Soup can? Really? Yeah. You fill up a soup can with metal and then you throw it at the enemies that you're fighting. I'm a good shot. I'll lean in real close to Bob. What do you know of worms, Bob? I know all sorts of stuff about worms. If, if sometimes, I know it doesn't look like it, but I don't have the money for food, so I've got to find something to eat. So I go in the sewers, and I find the worms that taste good and the worms that taste ugh. So I can tell you which worms are the good ones. The sewer is full of worms, Bob. The earth is full of worms. Especially here with all the irrigation and the water, the ground. The worms love it. They, they fertilize the earth. It's a great circle of life. Hmm. This is troubling news. I will tell Hope of it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Can I come with you, Pavoral? I think I should, as an expert, help you with your Very worms. Well. You will show me the, the breeding site of these worms. Oh, good. That's great, Pharrell. Finally, we can become friends. I can share something about me that I know with the world. Well done, Bob. Be here in the morning. But, wait. It is the morning. Ah. Then I must rest. Be here in the evening. You bet. You're always here anyway. I will see you later. <laughs> Have a good sleep, Moral. You're the best. Sleep. 
I like you even better now. <laughs> All right, then you go to take sleep. As you move, uh, the sleeping quarters for you and Bok Bok are beneath ground through the kitchen, so you have to go to the kitchen. Bok Bok's in there making breakfast. He goes, Foral, return! Yes, Bok Bok. He, run, he runs to you with arms outstretched, and then he hugs your leg. I embrace it. Happy Seavorel! And I pull from under my pit. One of these is yours, Bok Bok. And I hand him a banana. One of the three left. Strawberry? Fruit from across the desert. Jewelry. Fruit? Yes. What Fibble? fruit? Fibble, I have a gift for you. Oh? For me? No, no. There is no need. It is a gift working here with you. Then accept this as a token of my appreciation. And I hand him a banana. And he takes the banana and bows and he looks at it and he goes, but what is it? It's a fruit as told to me by the lepers. The lepers? Yes. Small leopards that live in the ground. <laughs> Lepers that live in the ground. Is Maybe it dangerous? No, he was quite jolly until eaten. But lepers, don't they have rotting flesh? And they're exiled? You mean something else, probably, right? We'll ask Stanley next time he's here. Ah, very good. So it is safe to, to eat for planting? Yes. What do I do with this? Ah, uh, you... Uh, well, I've got one banana left. I figured I might plant this one, but among friends, perhaps I'll demonstrate. Hmm? Like okay. this. And I peel the banana. Oh, <laughs> uh, just for a minute. Everyone remember there's a big giant lizard doing this. Peeling a banana. You yeah. peeled the banana back. Amazing. And what do you do with what's inside? <laughs> I've been informed it is delicious, and we eat them. And I will Can't... bring it up to my teeth and take a little... Ah, <laughs> and you don't really chew with your mouth closed, do you? You're a lizard folk. Yeah, no, just kind of... I, I... <laughs> so this is like a yellow paste all over. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> mush it up in there. Does it taste good? Um, folk? I mean, chameleons look real happy, so <laughs> maybe. All right. I mean, it's sweet. Yeah. You like you like the you like the coffee, but well, it wasn't sweetened though. That coffee. Probably the first sweet thing you've ever eaten, besides the sweet juices of blood. It's probably a bit chalky for me. Yeah. And Fibble takes his and peels his back. Like this. And he takes a bite. I don't know if I like it that much. Is it magical? <laughs> Does it make you good at mathematics? No. Uh, he closes it back up and puts his pocket. I save for later. I'll show it to my mother. Yes, I will save mine for later too. Do the do the trifold. <laughs> 
Bok Bok, how fair is your banana? Bok Bok, no interest. Bok Bok will save. Thank you for a present. Well. Maybe make blowy with fruit. Sure. <laughs> I'll <have> to bed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. It's a good scene. All right. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to do before they go to sleep? No, no. just checking, making sure Eminem's okay, and then bed. Okay. So, um, again, it's up to you as players to decide if you want to convene. I hope we'll have whatever preparations that you're going to have in anticipation, assuming nobody wants to do anything for the next three days. No, this is balls kind of in your court on this one. Oh, um, balls in everyone's court if they want to do something prior to the three days. Balls in Hope's court to decide what she wants to do at the principal meeting. Uh, uh, Vaunch, I want to send him a note to talk to that dwarf, Strongney, about uh, setting up a deal to get stone, steel, and wood so that we wouldn't have to go through Slave Town. Vaunch. Oh, with, um... Okay. Uh, sorry, it was, uh... I have to get that note out. <laughs> it, was, it was way back when. when a little... No, no, I have it here. I, uh, I just didn't, um... Well, you circumnavigated that entire fight, so that's good. I just gotta get my notes open. It was one of it's the master of trade, right, Vonch? I'm just getting my yeah. who's who open here. Is it Relum Vonch? If I remember yes. correctly. Sorry, it's taking its time loading up. Sorry, but okay. So, uh, what did you want to have hold court? I would simply send a note uh, with a messenger, a, a royal messenger, that he should go speak with the dwarf staying at Varel's Inn. Oh, I see. So you're going to tell him to go talk to um, Strongme on your yes. behalf. Okay. He's the trader who's visited town, the owner of the Diamond Stroke. Yep. Okay. About setting up trade relations. All right. Yes. So you can definitely do that. I will have a response for you. Let's say this is day one. This is the evening, so you take care of that in the evening. Um, anything else anyone else, uh, wants to do? I would show Hope the with Bob the location of the worms where they built their base. Okay. Which would be in the farms. So if you go to the soil in the farms, there are earthworms because the soil is is good for growing fruits and vegetables and there's irrigation to keep it damp the soil it's pretty bad because it's still a wasteland but it's manageable and there are earthworms in it and bob shows you the regular earthworms the ones that are delicious and the ones that you know the fat ones are pretty good but the skinny ones are kind of gross i say we will not bother hope with this location <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a home in this city? Do you? I don't I mean, know. I just realized we never discussed that. That's something you need to take up with Hope. I think she said that you guys are definitely free to have a dwelling, whether it's in the keep, you could be staying in there's a noble house in the keep, or having property in Tietkala itself. All right. 
Oh, we can discuss it now. There's no okay. Yeah. This is all. It's all very free form right now. I know we usually go from show to show, and it's like this is what's happening, this is going. But we're in town. Hope you said meet in three days. So I've got nothing for three whole days. <laughs> so it's whatever, however you guys want to deal with it, or however you want to meet to prep for the principal's arrival, or whatever it is you guys want to do. This is like in your court, and I'll answer all your questions. Okay, cool. Again. So I'll send out an invitation to the heroes. Uh, to go ahead and show up early the day the principal is supposed to arrive so we can all be outfitted and so that everyone can be there in the throne room when the principal shows up. Aside from so that... You send messengers to tell them that? Yeah, I'll give them like little <laughs> royal thought, You guys don't meet in person anymore. All right. Show to up get, early. Well, you know, I've got a kingdom She's around. the queen, yeah. She gets to okay. do that shit. All right. Um, I'm gonna hunt down Nash at some point. Uh, probably on the second day, I figure. Make sure, A, that he made it back to town. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, nobody <laughs> seems too concerned about Nash's whereabouts. <laughs> well, honestly, I... Big boy. <laughs> I would have assumed that he made it back as a dragon, but gone to bed that first day. And then woke up and been like, oh, I should probably make sure Nash made it back. So that's when I would go find Nash. Okay. So, um, there's a knock at your door, Nash. I ever had. Okay. You're through the house. I go, what? Nash, it's me. Get your crusty butt out here. Oh, now you're here. Fine. I get up and I shuffle my way to the, to the door. Are you wearing your robe, or are you just in your bandages? I'm in my home? bandages, robes off, and in the corner somewhere. I'm just oh. all bandaged up. Nash, you can't make yourself a little more presentable. Fine. I turn around, and I go and grab the, the thing so I'm covered and bring it back. <laughs> Is that better? Right. It Much. Thank you. I was wondering if we might take a little walk and have a discussion. Well, Peter the Prude, let's go. What do you got to say? Let's go. And we leave. <laughs> <laughs> You're now standing at the front door and Nash is walking down the road. All right. I'm following <laughs> walk with him. Uh, well, first, I'm glad you made it back. What happened to you anyway? Well, I was trying to keep watch over you in the in the car. And things got weird with that war party and they followed me. I guess I was all they wanted. So I had to lose them and then try to make my way back. And uh, I only figured it out because of tracks and mostly those bananas that you guys left the trail of. They also helped me survive. And, uh, yeah. That was Varel's idea. You should uh, you should thank him when you have a moment. The worst part was when I de-dragoned and I became human again. I still had 20-some-odd miles to go. And I have a horse right there on my my cloak and I didn't think to use it <laughs> because I was dehydrated and all full of bananas mm -hmm. well what's important is you got back okay have um, you ever eaten nothing but bananas for 20 or for a full day have you ever done that Stanley I've you gotta, never you, eaten you drive a single back, banana <laughs> you have to tiptoe around or you'll shit yourself well that seems normal for you <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't easy you guys left and never bothered to check you just assumed I was going to be fine 
We had no way of getting a hold of you, Nash. You were a dragon that could have been literally anywhere. We gotta fix that. We gotta come up with a way to... I don't know. Just there was a big, there was an advantage to me being in the sky and you on the ground, and then once we got separated, that could have that could have turned out real sour in my direction. I don't know. Maybe next time, try picking up the car and take us with you. <laughs> well, I hadn't thought of that, but sure, we'll talk it. We'll talk it out better next next time. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you about dying times. All right, fine. I understand you have a lot of concerns based on what he said to you the other day uh, talking about Angelashi and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I wanted to let you know that for what it's worth I'm fairly certain that he is good to his word that he means no harm to them under the auspices of the same deal he made with you. Okay. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot, but uh, I just wanted to reassure you. I'm doing everything I can to get rid of him. Until then, I believe they should be safe. I mean, I believe you, but when he takes over, I don't have... I don't have a whole lot of faith. He's not you, and you don't seem to have much sway when he's him. Well, he ha- he does say that he is not capable of telling a lie, but uh, I have learned over time that that is uh, something of a malleable concept when it comes to him. Still, he's been true to his word so far, and until we see otherwise, I think we can hold him to that at the very least. Well, then I will hold him and you to his word. But if he touches her, goes near her, even if it means the end of you, I will end him. I would expect nothing less, Nash. Just keep an eye out. He's not that great at impersonating me. I think you should know. I agree. For, oh, hold on a second. And I go, I have to run to the can again because I've still got <laughs> banana problems. Well, where Stand- will you run to the can? You're like way far from your house. Oh, am I? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're not in there anymore. Oh. <laughs> Stanley just leaves. He's seen what Varel usually takes about three hours for this to all work itself out. So, All right. I'll just jump. I'll go find a bush or a rock and go, okay, we're good. <laughs> a rock? We're good. I'm behind a rock. On? No, I'm behind the rock. <laughs> Well, there the are large rocks in town, actually, but you're no matter where you are, you're in view of some windows, probably. Oh, I don't care sure. about th- I don't care about those people. Who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> you go behind a rock, which is not behind anything else, really, and then start shit. Yeah, daddy, like, daddy, the champions here. <laughs> <laughs> Look away, son. Look away. Remember when he saved us all? He was so heroic. Yeah. Look, you get the you get the. If you're gonna eat the, what how's the old phrase go? If you're gonna eat the chicken, you get the bones, or something like that. <laughs> Nash is Nash, and that's the way it is. All right, well, well good stuff. that's it. But I sni- I signal to, I mean, I I want Stanley to know I I I believe him. So whatever I did to express that, I will will hold him to it. 
as you were running off into <laughs> behind a rock. I gotta go. <laughs> okay, so uh, anything else anyone wants to do with the three days before? I don't think so. I think that's it for me. All right, rest recovery, maybe helping townsfolk clear off the d debris. Some along those lines. Hope, uh, is there anything that you'd like to do to set up the arrival of the principal? Um, yeah, let's have some fanfare. We'll roll out nice carpets. Everything will be polished, dusted, cleaned up as like, much as possible. Where, where will you receive him? Oh, in the keep. I'll be on the throne. In He'll the be ushered room? through the town. Yeah. Okay. Assuming that's how he shows up. Is, are there any plans for his consort? Or his host, whatever shows up with him. Maybe oh, the, you, that's right. You he sent. You sent. House them. You didn't exactly specify a lot of details after cutting out poor Softhead's tongue. Okay, so if he has people, we. Oh, jeez, this is tough, right? Um, they'd be allowed to sleep where the guests sleep, but there would be constant surveillance. There would be an uptick in security. Okay, so you have guards on them at all times, but yeah. you'll be also serving them food and making their stay yeah, comfortable? Yeah, and treating them as another bit of royalty. Okay. All right. Any other special instructions, or are you good with that? Um... Nobody is to hold just casual conversation with anybody that the principal brings in and the principal himself. It's okay. all business talk. No chit-chat. No way for him to worm his, his nasty words into the people's head. Okay. Alright. Very good. Then, if everyone's uh, settled, we can move time ahead. How much, sorry, my remind me on levels of exhaustion. I just need too long rest to get rid of two. Yeah, you'll be clear by the time okay. that day rolls around. All right. So we'll clear them all out. I will clear it now. All right, so a few days goes by. The life in Tietkala returns somewhat to normal. There's no follow-up attacks from the warband you provoked out near the crater. No other big events, no assassinations, no suspect behavior. Uh, the people of Tietkala get to work rebuilding, fixing, moving stones off the property, starting to repair walls, holding funeral uh, funerals in the crypt for those that have fallen. Hope your first day is spent being quite busy attending and saying a few words for those who have fallen for uh, during this great uh, tra travesty. It's tragic. Uh, act of God, really. I mean, the people of Chitkalat understand that something landed, and I think you've ex you would have explained the truth that a dragon fell from the sky, or just that it was a, a rock that fell from the sky. And let's go mine. with dragon. Yeah, let's not lie to the people because that's not. I don't think something that would have sent them into a frenzy. So you've told them a dragon had fallen from the sky, and the town is tense as a result of that, knowing the truth. It's a bad omen. There's a lot of fear going around. Uh, people do bow to your leadership and wisdom, but they are also not dissuaded that bad things aren't coming. And of course, everyone aware of is principals visiting soon. 
it's now the morning of the big day. I think everyone's up early. Would everyone up be up early? Sure. I, I yeah, would send I escorts. So. Okay, armed escorts have come to each of your uh, houses to collect you to bring to the keep. I'd travel with them. Okay. Uh, Angela, she stays home, right? I don't need to bring. We're not bringing her. <laughs> That's your choice. I'm not bringing her. She's staying there, and I tell her as much. She's not happy about okay. it, but she stays. And hope who's in, who's in, who's receiving uh, the principal? Is it the entire nobility? Is it just the four of you? Is it there's some people in there with you? What's the I... protocol? Oh, that's oh man, oh so many cool questions. Okay, so how would this go down? I would send Melgor with the best of his guards. The Order of Poxus, not just the guard. You have the guards, and you have the Paladric right. Order of Poxus. Yeah, let's let's go with Melgor and the Order of the of Poxus. Okay. The toughest looking ones, and have them bring in the principal from the gates awesome. to the from the gates to the keep. You mean? Yeah. Okay. And when you receive them, who will be in the room? Uh, it will be uh, me. Stanley Nash, Burrell, uh, Nobieri, Eminil, and extra guards uh, there to fetch servants if we need them. So guards, not pages, in the room with you. Correct. Pages are a bit Potentially, for this. Again, from the Royal Guard or from the oh. Peladric Order? Let's the reason I ask is you may have things that you conversate about that the public will likely know through word of mouth depending on who you let in and who you do not. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, let's keep it order of poxis then. So we'll try and make this room as loyal as possible, but there's, you know, there are always going to be leaks. Yeah, I mean, the Royal Guard, the Tieflings are still proud, but the the paladins are more likely to honor their oaths uh, yeah. to the death versus the, uh, the guard. Cool. Okay, very good. So it's the morning of. Uh, armed escorts have come to collect you, Varel, Stanley, Hope, or Na sorry, Nash. Okay. Are we'll you go. bringing Angelashi? Did you decide? No, she's staying. I'm not bringing her. Varel, you bringing Bok Bok? No, no, I'll put Fibble in charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. You leave Fibble in charge and you make your way very early uh to that um, already, people have begun milling in the streets. I was going to say uh, they all have special outfits that were made for the day too. So, oh, when they, so when you you arrive together in the castle, you're it, put into this sort of room. It's like a green room. You're all left there, and then servants come forward with clothing for each of them. Yep, yeah, perfectly uh, measured. They're rich. It's rich looking, but it's also somewhat armor. Like okay. it's all matching. They're Avengers. Uh, what, 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 are they, what are we giving Stanley, for example? Oh, um, let's well to complement his outfit, right? So it would be a nicer cape, uh, a wonderful scabbard for the sword, a very fancy doublet, nice shoes, maybe some stockings. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not stockings. What do you wear these clothes? Yeah. 
absolutely. And what do we get? What do we get, Nash? Oh, a very Lord. fancy cape, very clean. Okay, good. And it would cover everything it would need to cover. There would be lots of little pockets on the inside, so you could keep whatever you wanted in there. All right. <laughs> Please give him breeches and stockings. <laughs> It'll be under the cape, right. so maybe, so maybe some uh, uh, gold-infused bandages. <laughs> oh my god! All right, there's a roll of gold-lined bandages presented to you. Can I be uh, like a like the Imperial Guard in Star Wars, where it's just really it's all everything's covered except for my little eye slit? I mean, it's a roll of bandage. You can bandage yourself up however you like. I guess. <laughs> Okay, I'm doing looking like the mummy. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right, so it's gold and it's ornate. I imagine there's a design to it and stuff like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and what are we getting for Varel? And Varel's gonna have a fancy sash, kind of like Chewbacca, mostly naked, but there's like a fancy sash. Moss Storm can fit in it if Moss Storm was brought, but not necessary. And then uh, some little wrists. <laughs> oh. uh, thingies like bracelets yeah. like yeah. bracers yeah. make them sound cooler bracers. But bracers, but, yes but, but is it are they golden what are, yeah let's they... go with gold so we have a, a color thing Brass. here it's a really deep red and gold ah well you're presented with uh, things to wear as well for all right I'll put them on I appreciate the moss storm detail and Attach it to my back. Okay. So they're all gussied up. Uh, is there any makeup that they're being offered? No, no. Okay. You never know. In the court, people can see your face better from farther. If you know, we wear makeup, it might be a thing. Okay. Uh, and then where do they go next? <laughs> what, <what's> the... <laughs> that would be it. Then they'd be ushered into the throne okay. room. You're ushered into the throne room, and the room is quiet. It's just the four of you. Plus Nobieri and Eminil, yes. who moves towards you, Stanley, and says, Hello again, Stanley. Hello. Have your prayers been uh, going well? Um, yes, they, they have. Uh, I'm still concerned about the reappearance of Diane Talis, but... So far, nothing since what I told you before. Because I'm assuming I filled her in at some point Yeah, over these well, past uh, few days. Yeah, we kind of didn't do a debrief. Everyone just kind of went off their own. <laughs> like, well, whatever, he checked out that crater anyways. <laughs> back Going back home. Um, so, okay, so we just assume a debrief happened, probably at the church. Yeah. Where you would have gone. Okay. And have you been able to to produce water again? I have honestly not tried. You should um, keep at it. Maybe. The path, to, the path to the fish bird is the path to your freedom from this guest traveler you have with you. I understand that, but it's just not that simple. It's That day was really difficult hmm. between the people being crushed and Diane Talis coming back, it felt like felt like two steps back. We take this one day at a time, and you will come out better than what you started. We will help you 
get rid of this affliction. I promise you. you. I appreciate it. And um, on that note, uh, so Eminil's there. Uh, Nobieri's there. Is Melgor there? He'll he will be once he escorts the principal into the throne. Got room. it. Okay. So Paige comes in and whispers into your ear. He has arrived. Hope will nod and motion for the page to leave. The page. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> and the page goes. Alright, everyone. You, Peace there's a long sort of silence. As you've been just informed he's just arrived, but you have to imagine whatever's going on outside because you can't see from in here. It's taking its time. Eventually you hear doors open. Boom! From another room. And you hear sort of the, the crowd of people sort of there's, there's like a, a discussion talking and then the doors close. Boom! From the other room and that, that background talking stops. A few moments goes by and you hear movement and then finally the throne room doors open. Melgor walks in and he says, Presenting to your highness Queen Akmenos, Queen of Tietkelin and Freer of her people, I present the one who calls himself the principal. And then he bows. And then there is a large, ten-foot-tall, black, muscled figure with etchings of blue cut across his skin. And the sound of metal and heavy steps as it walks in. Boom! He's hooded and he brings his hood back as he approaches the throne. It is good to finally meet the Queen of Tiet Kala. He does not bow, but he steps forward. And he looks at you, and you sort of he pulls his hood back just a little bit, so you can see the front of his face, but not the sort of back where his hair is. And what you see is a, is a white, almost a mask-looking sort of visage, but it's it's black, and the eyes glow just blue. There's no eyes; they just glow blue. And when his mouth opens, there's the tint of blue. He's seemingly made of solid metal, black with blue etchings. He walks into the room, and he says. What a gorgeous kingdom you have here. You must be very proud of what you have recovered. I am, and welcome to Tiet Kala, Principal. Thank you. I'm glad we could take this time to speak. Well, thank you for seeing us. He stops for a second as if searching for words, and he says, How do you suppose this should begin? Well, you requested to meet, so what would you like to speak about? I did. I felt that I wanted to thank you for all that you have done 
for the principal. But I also felt there were some misunderstandings. According to our mutual friend, Noble Softhead, I thought it would be best to meet in person and to clear up these misunderstandings and also to forge ahead with a new future with the tieflings of Tietkala and the glorious lands of the principal, that being me, working together in alliance for the greater good of our civilizations. Well, the misunderstandings would you like to speak about before we jump into anything like that? Let's begin with the thank yous. It has come to my understanding that unlikely heroes from a small village called Dust Hill that was raided by my own agents sought justice in the rusty cage and found it as it was meant to do. We value the strong in my realm. And it seems you are strong, beating four of our initiates. A feat very few manage to accomplish. Afterwards, and I do not know the reason for your motivation, but one Thailander Sullivan had been making trouble for my magistrate Ethanelia, so he describes. And he credits you with going to the Black Mine under siege by demonic forces and purging it. And also settling the matter of the deed to the chopper mine. It seems it was never recovered. And in fact, it's necessity really just a formality. But in excising the corrupt forces from the mine was a great boon to our empire and realm. Yet you did not stay around to claim any reward. The next time I heard of persons matching your description, one of our mages from the Arcanum Universalis Buttons reported back that one of yours was corrupted by an ancient being is very dangerous to our realms. And as he says this, he's sort of locking eyes with Stanley at this point. We must work together to eliminate all threats to the realm of mortals. However, he had failed. And what I did not know was that here you sit with the returned tieflings of Tiet Kala. I assure you, our people meant to take this realm and the Gem of Tides, which is the lifeblood of the civilization here, from the unruly Guzzlegang, who were very uncivilized. And we thought we could show a better way. However, this great kingdom is now under its rightful rulership of tieflings, and there is none who admire tieflings more than me, the steel god's embodiment on earth, the principle. 
So, on behalf of myself and my kingdom and our planet, thank you, heroes. Soft had mentioned how I would like to make this gesture physical and real, not just mere words. On the way back now are the citizens of Dust Hill that Ethanalia conspired with the goblins to raid and take his slaves. They'll be returned to you by nightfall. We thank you for your extreme generosity in the matter. It is not generosity to do what is right. His etchings glow. He's wearing... And one thing you notice as he talks and he puts his hands out is he's got a lot of chains, golden chains, around his black metal body with blue etchings. And he has ten rings. They're red on his thumb and all of his fingers. As he talks, he's got these very flashy ten red rings around all of his fingers. What more would you like to discuss? And I hope, Queen Akmenos, it is understood that our actions to take Tietkala were in the interest of my kingdom. We did not know that the tieflings would be returning to this world. The tieflings are a great source of strength. Unlike the other mortal beings, in particular because you are of demon kind and your people reject the demons. They know no purchase with the true tiefling queen. Thus, you are my most likely ally in the war against the weir kind. I know you know of them. They were festering below in the black mine. I propose an alliance. Nash is not moving. This? He's holding perfectly still during this. What would this alliance entail? You have things that we can use in the city. A large supply of oil at your back. We would love to have some of this in trade for the kinds of things that you might need. The great principal city is surrounded by several kingdoms each which serve a purpose to help our economy grow and claim some semblance of civilization long past. In particular, we have a supply of wood. We have the mine that the dwarves have that is nearly endless with metals, things that you could use to construct weapons and buildings that you will not find out here in the beyonds. I propose we run a railroad. Sorry, a railroad. You know what a train is, Hope. Queen Hope. Queen Orifi. Sorry, we should be referring to you. 
Has, has this come up in the studies at all? No, but you've seen something referred to a railroad on the maps, the new map okay. that you have. I've heard of it, but I'm not sure what it is exactly. Rail is much faster and more effective on costs for resources than running a warband back and forth. With an ally, we could have trains running nearly daily back and forth between our kingdoms to yours, bringing you goods from the my lands and us taking oil and water from yours. That does seem like a very fair trade, but I do believe I would need some time to discuss this with the members of the room as you see here. Certainly. I can take their questions now. Oh, pardon uh, me. This kingdom, though ruled by me, I do take in the opinion of my people. And I would need time. Well, if you wish, we can take a short recess. I'll happily wait while you discuss with your companions and counselors. Any questions? And I'll turn to... Stanley Nash and Varel. Uh, I'll shake my head, but still, I'm not going to say any words. I don't trust these guys at all. There's only one guy. I don't trust this giant guy with his red rubies at all. Okay. Why did you destroy Dust Hill? Why did I destroy Dust Hill? I did not destroy Dust Hill. I realize it is difficult, and I do not mean to condescend in this manner. But the, my lands are vast, and my people many. I set them out to tasks, but I do not manage and decide their every move. They report back to me with how things are going. And not all things are represented as clearly as they are in the flesh. The attack on... Sorry, the attack on Dust Hill is what you asked? I just I forgot the scope of the question. Yeah. Why did you attack Dust Hill? Dust Hill, as I understood it, and all of the beyonds, were populated by savages. And savages are not good for much but killing and fighting one another. They serve better as indentured servants than as free peoples roaming around to murder and pillage. It was explained to me that Dust Hill was a camp of savages, many of the, their ilk you'll find out there. I had no way of knowing it was a peaceful place. It's much too small of a detail for me to know all of these things, and thus I rely on my counsel. Ithanelia has been given a new task. His handling of the beyonds has been too ham-handed for my taste, given what I have learned about the failure on his part in the black mine. Well, isn't that incredibly noble? You find out about it after the fact. You don't have any attention for these details, but these details are human beings. These savages are people just trying to live their life. And you come in and impose your will upon it without even 
a basic understanding yourself of the world you're taking over. You lack to put yourself up on some sort of pedestal. But you are no more than another invading savage taking whatever he wants whenever he pleases. Tell me I'm wrong. Harsh words to be certain. There's a bit of metallic ringing in his voice. There's a greater battle and war at play here, which you have seen in the Black Mine. Have no doubt. You have not said as much to me yet. But the demons of the Weir are real, and they are trying to claim our entire planet for itself all the souls in this land I need every last soul remaining to fight them fortunately for you tieflings are born into this struggle and you are among friends who understand this but many humans do not realize the waste and it's mostly humans let's not be mistaken do not realize the waste that their selfishness causes. And rather than fight for a cause, they would stab and, 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 and destroy one another. When I can put them to greater purpose, and I do so with the blessing of the steel god and of Jesus Chrome, who atoned for his weaknesses and returned to the savagery that the steel god blesses us with. You do not need to speak to me about the unnecessary cruelty of humans. I am familiar with it all too well. But you speak as if you are outside of them. What exactly are you that is so far above the rest? I am a humble servant. I have traveled these lands for thousands of years. I walked with Jesus Chrome along the Silver Road as he poured the chrome upon his body and atoned for his leniency to his tribe. The steel god accepted him into the steel heaven, and there he is now. My own plight has been different. I stay here as his ultimate servant to help humanity fight back against the demon kind. My struggle is great, and I do not expect anyone to accept it upon the first time they hear it. It is beyond their wildest imaginings that I am over 1,000 years old, my young friend. And I have seen much of the world you have not, with a wisdom you could barely begin to comprehend. But I do not want to be condescending towards you. Your feelings and concerns are important to me. But the most important thing to me of all is the safety and security of this planet and of all living beings on it. Does this help my answer, my child? I am most definitely not your child. And no, you still strike me as a bully just taking whatever he likes. But I am one voice. If anybody else has any questions for this would-be king, go 
go ahead and ask them. I'm done. Well, there's a silence afterwards, and he says, Queen Orifi, perhaps a recess so you can discuss with your council. That sounds like a great plan. Please step outside, enjoy the weather. If you need anything, inform <laughs> <laughs> the gods, and they will get it for you. Enjoy the weather, it's a wasteland. You know. <laughs> okay. His large metal body turns around with the cloak over top of him and pulls it back and he exits out the front area and the guards sort of follow him. The door closes. Milgor stays inside. Oh, I know for one thing we can't just straight up kill him. He reeks of power. Yes. His rings. I figure each has a different torment for us if we assault him directly. His eyes burn with power. He has an entire nation at his back. Not even human. No. No, I highly doubt even defeating this form would cause this creature to die. Melgor speaks up. He says, Your Highness, he came to the city alone. No retinue, no vehicle. It's as though he walked here. That's what makes this so scary. We saw him on the horizon. We escorted him to the gates. He walked through for all the city to see. Peaceful, yet like a big man of steel. I respect him greatly. I'm in awe. I find your deal even more disappointing now facing the principal. I count myself lucky to be free. What of it, friends? Well, first, Novieri and Eminil and even Melagor, tonight when the slaves come in, I need you to check them. Check them if they've been, if magic's been used on them or if they've they have things in their ears. Anything that doesn't seem right, please. Don't hurt them, but we need to make sure he hasn't done anything to the slaves to get them in the city. I doubt he will. Probably not. I think that his lack of threats speak more threatening than anything he could say. And so, do we ally today with the principal? and feed our people well, and house them in buildings of wood for the oil we have a surplus of? Or do we make war so we may unleash demons upon this world? What about, what about a longer plan for this? We have years before we would need to kill him, and he said he has kingdoms surrounding his own city. And if we had a railway in, maybe we could start taking them one by one? He definitely seems to be incredibly aware of our exploits, but I agree, we certainly can't fight him now. And better to make a friend today than an enemy today in the state that we are. 
I don't like him. I don't want to ally with him, but he's not a foe we can exactly fight at this exact moment. Who is set upon us then? This blue blue blue. Who's a blue blue blue? The whisperings that they say before they die. Oh, Della Popio. Oh, Popio. He's a demon. <laughs> 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 it's a boo-boo. Um, he's a, he's an assassin. From what I gathered, he was hired by um, Andriesta to kill me. Unrelated to the principal, then. Correct. So we have a common enemy. On top of someone who could break your deals that you... Are all wanting to be free of? And I know you're excited, Varel, but we can't take him for face value. I don't trust he's as pure as he comes off. Naturally. He in fact, I find trade in the lives of people. Anybody he sees weaker, he sees as a slave that he can put to his will. Some more upfront than others. And are you not slaves to the weird deal you have made? Well, to some degree, yes. But that was a deal we made ourselves. We won't be set by ravages, with stronger weapons, and forced into it. However, what... What if we could start changing his mind about slavery? What if there is some sort of willingness for him to give up taking this side of the mountain, the mountain ranges? Well, then he would be a preferable ally against the demons. Right now we have opposing allies and enemies that should be allied with each other, a whole demon court. It's a matter of who we're going to ally ourselves with now, who we take out first, what our focus is. Right now, the only ones who are actively trying to kill us is Andriesta and this Della Popio. Perhaps our focus should be them, and he would be a powerful ally in that fight. Right. And I feel like we can't learn anything about his true motives unless we get closer. We were once beset by a small mechanical radio. I highly doubt he isn't hearing this conversation. That's a fine point. I see three factions. One, the Weirlyards below. The principal the land in the middle. Might we ally with the dragons above? Don't the dragons keep the demons at bay? Possibly, but we don't know any besides the one. He's only kind of a dragon. <laughs> With this silence, there's a knock on the front door. Yes? 
uh, a page peers in from the front door and goes, um, <clears throat> and then comes in, closes the door. So, so I know you told me not to interrupt if it was anything, but someone is here to to see. Uh, please don't be mad to see. He points to Varel. One of oh. your kin is here to speak with you urgently. He won't take no for an answer. He's been quite a nuisance during this day. I'm stressed out. Can you <laughs> just will, see him? Hope nod and give the sign to let him in. Okay, okay. And then he sort of opens up the door and waves in. And then it, the door pushes aside. And the page falls over on his butt and the door opens up. The page quickly gets up and closes the door and, and behind him, and in walks a golden lizard folk. Well, a brass with bronze lizard folk. You recognize him immediately. It's Diptak of the Golden Sands. Diptak, and I'll take out my sword and swing and put it on the ground, light up my shield and stand proud. What brings you to my kingdom? <laughs> Our kingdom. My liege. Uh, and he, sa- he says this in Draconics, only Nash and... and- we all speak yeah draconic. can't we all hear it <laughs> yeah you all speak draconic we do yeah yep we do now oh okay you do now yeah my liege i've sworn my house to you but i have not seen you for many months wait i'm speaking like a tiefling but i have not seen you for many months <laughs> that is much better now i'm speaking like a lizard folk yeah <laughs> Our kingdom is in great peril, Vorel. You must leave here and return to Rezekval immediately. Hope will look over at Vorel. Vorel will look over at Hope, and, and a grin is just spreading across his face. And he mouths, a fine quest. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, Diptak. It is true. I have been very busy and very brave. I will head out soon. I'm afraid a pressing matters upon us this day. Wait for me. There is none more pressing. I must urgently ask you to return to Razakval and take your place at the head of our tribe. An usurper has taken the throne and he must be thrown out. I can take it no longer. Your absence is noted and overdue and we will reject you if you do not return with me today very well we shall meet the golden sands can you find such a place is it sand that is golden in this place how do I find sand that is golden here it is all brown and black tainted with filth Filth of vehicles. It stinks here, Vorel. How do you stand this place? <laughs> One day at a time. Page boy, and this is in common. <laughs> Show this glorious lizard folk to the Golden Sands. Have him fed, supped, and prepared for travel. I will be with him shortly. I will wait for you at these sands that are golden. But do not keep me long. We do not have much time. And with that, he waits. He opens up the door and walks out. I think we leave it there for today. Nice. 
Yeah. I think right. I think we can resume the principal meeting there. I wanted to cliffhanger it on Diptac. Diptac, dude. Again. Ask your doctor if Diptac is right for you. <laughs> uh, awesome. You don't need to ask. Diptac is. <laughs> it's all, it's always right. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I've considered that. Uh, there you go, everybody. Uh, our adventure continues next week at our normal time. I didn't mention this. The live recording was being done on a Sunday because of uh, schedule stuff, but we worked it out so that we could make sure we got one in this week. So a few of you are going to be getting the show later going, oh, there it is, and wondering why. Well, that's why. Uh, but next week we'll be back on our normal Saturday time. If you're at home and you listen to this show and you're like, I'd really like to watch it sometime, and I'm totally caught up, how can I do it? Head on over to therewillbedungeons.com, and you'll find all the uh, descriptions you need about how to do that. Uh, it's live, 3 p.m. Mountain Time, every Saturday for about three hours at twitch.tv slash frogpants. And again, those details are on our website at therewillbedungeons.com. I think that's going to do it. Uh, don't forget, you can support us over there. Same link. Uh, check that out. Many of you have. Thank you to those who have. There's some cool stuff going out to you today. During the show today, I drew a bugbear. That will be artwork that ships out uh, directly to people in print form in an upcoming month, so watch for that. Uh, that's a, that's a, one of the cool perks. Anyway, read it. It's therewillbedungeons.com, and you'll find something that's right for you. I think that's it for us. Oh, and if you want to contact yeah. us, you can do it there too. Uh, Bo, any final bits of wisdom before we leave from the DM of all DMs? The best way to save your loogies is to spit it in aluminum foil and put it in your pocket. Oh, my Lord. That is great advice. What else could we need? That's going to be it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.